The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I've, I've not plugged my computer in. What oh. are you like? But everything's set up. That's the thing with this. You've got to set everything up. Yeah. And um, then... Uh, Plugs and jacks and oh, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many leads. Right. There we go. There we go. There we
welcome. Uh, late night alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle's over there. Hello. This is Talk Radio. You're listening on DAB, Apple, maybe even online at talkradio.co.uk. Just played that song on a whim. I have no idea why, but it's given me our first phone in top. First two topics tonight. By the way, you can call in about absolutely anything you want. 0344 499 1000. Skype is open. You can Skype late night alternative. Um, um, but do you hear that last verse? Mm. The kinks were really having fun. Did you hear? Just, just listen. Were they having fun or were they fighting? No, though. I think it was fun then. Right. Have listen. Listen to the kinks in the background here. They're enjoying themselves. They're going to start screaming with uncontrolled glee. Ready? Here we go. There's a few of them. There's one from the west to the east. There's another. From the ribs to the floor. There it is. Songs where bands are clearly enjoying themselves more than they should be. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. And also, um, Oh, you know there's an F-bomb in Hey Jude. We've done the F-bomb yes. in Hey Jude before. Okay. Well, but, but, but songs where bands are clearly enjoying themselves more than they should be. You don't get that now in the digital age. You well, don't get that. You, you'd wipe out all of the cheers and the raucousness. Would you include that, like the party thing that you've been in of um, Marvin Gaye, Gotta Give It Up? The... Gotta Give It Up? What's that? If you look it up, there's well, what like, song is like, it? having a party. I used to go out to party. And all the way through the beginning of it. Yeah. It's like they're, they're in a party. You can hear people we'll having a good it. time. Songs where um, uh, the performers, the groups are having a good time. And also, songs... Um, this used to happen a lot in the 60s. So many Beach Boys records. Um, songs where you can hear the band talking during the, the recording. Because they, they would... They'd be stood in there, like, doing their vocals. And then when the instrumental things go... There's a Beach Boys song. And I can't think what it is. Where um, they're talking about a girl, <gasps> they're, but they're actually did you did you see that girl last night? So they're, they're talking about a girl, and it's, it's not a, a thing. It's not a no, no, thing. no, no. It's not a thing. There's um, let me try and find um, why is my library on my iTunes gone to cock? It's gone to cock. That's not why does it look funny? Did you set the settings to go to cock? Something has um, hang on a minute. Something has changed. On the settings on my iTunes, which is gonna, um, it's gonna, well, it's gonna frustrate frustrate me, guys, but it's gonna frustrate you more because um, show column browser. There we go. We're back in. Um, there's on Daydream Believer by the Monkeys. There's obviously there's the talk sp- spoken bit at the beginning, mm. but there's a bit in um, there's a bit in one of the verses. Um, OK, as we see, we can find this. Hang on a second. Seven, eight. So ignore this. What number is this, Chip? Right. Seven, eight. OK, not really. Don't In the instrumental, me. I think. It's because I'm short, I know. Oh. No, it's not there. There's I heard a, a random click of a finger There's there. a click of the finger. That's David Jones just warming up. But there's a bit... Hang on, here we go. It's in the, in the instrumental, I'm sure of it. Here we go. Hang on. Here we go. Here it comes, here it comes. You've got to listen really carefully, guys. Come on, come on, David. Here it comes, here it comes. He's building up. What a great song. What a great song. It's only Tuesday. Here it goes, listen.
You can't hear it very well on that version. What's going on? They're just talking. You want the mono version. Anyway, so uh, songs where bands are enjoying themselves too much and also songs where you can hear um, uh, people talking in the background that perhaps you shouldn't hear. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can also give us a call with absolutely anything you want. It really is uh, that kind of uh, slack-jawed, ill-prepared, lazy show. I tell you the thing that's annoying me at the moment is that everybody seems to be falling for Anne Widdicombe as a cuddly old woman when she's not. She's a horrible, homophobic, transphobic, bigoted old um, anti-women's rights, anti-pro-choice. She's just a horrendous old um, fig. And um, everyone in the Big Brother house, whether she wins or not, she will be the winner. Because everybody's going, oh, she's lovely. And what we've done is we've humanised we've humanised someone who has the most abhorrent views the out bit there. The that really made me choke on my chips was when Ashley, who seems like a reasonably, yeah. you know, she's got her head screwed on, yeah. apart from that whole thing with Genuine, which was weird, yeah. um, said to her, I've realised that the times when we've disagreed, it's been because I've misunderstood you. No, 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 it's Mm-mm. not. It's because she hates gays, she hates abortion. She hates trans. She hates bisexual. She oh god, her views are abhorrent, and everybody's watching it and going, "Oh, she's so lovely. She's just an old, cute old lady." One of you know, not one of my proudest moments, but was having a discussion on a television program with Anne Widdicombe and someone else who I can't remember who it was, and we were talking about food banks. And um, this woman and Anne Widdicombe were both of the opinion that the only reason people use food banks is because food banks exist. And if we didn't have food banks, then people wouldn't um, need to use them and they wouldn't be so popular and all of this. And I said, well, yeah, hang on. I've, I've done phoning shows where people are phoning me up telling me they can't afford to feed their ki- uh, they can't afford to feed their kids and themselves. So they skip meals so their kids can eat. No, no, no. This is r- rubbish. And so I, I must confess, um, I must confess part because the video is out there, I, I told her and, uh, and to... Um, it, it, it wasn't F off. It was F... I think it was F you... Th- oh, F you then. And, uh, F, uh, F you then. And it wasn't my... You know, it wasn't my, my proudest moment. It wasn't my, my um, greatest thing. But I have always said um, I would have so much more respect for politicians if they just... If they swore a little bit and went, oh, for... F's sake, what a load of old crap you're spouting. And um, so I, I've seen through Anne Widdicombe for a long, long time, guys. And it looks like the um, uh, suckers in the Big Brother house and the Channel 5 viewers are buying into this whole thing of her being a cute, wholesome, lovely little lady. And she's not. She's a miserable old sourpuss who um, is given far too much time, attention and money to appear on mainstream television programmes when she should be uh, uh, resigned to the uh, bins, the history bins, because her just her attitudes are appalling, absolutely appalling. Oh, they say, but she's from a different time. She's an old lady now. Mm, hang on a minute. She's about the same age as Donald Trump. Oh, well. Do we cut him any slack? Um, well, yes, he, we, we made him president of the United States. We. I never. We made him president of the United States of America by, uh, by it because we voted for our president. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. 
phone, phone lines are empty. Literally, um, no one's calling in. So that says to me, it says to me two things. It says to me, the, the phones are broken or we're just not giving the people what they want and we need to work harder. Guys, I'm going to bear my guts to you this evening. Not in, a, in an offensive way. That would be inappropriate. Uh, we've got plenty to talk about. 0344 499 is the phone number. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. I'm Ian Lee. Thank you. Kick off your slippers. Don't go to bed. The party is just starting. You can sleep when you're dead. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand bands enjoying themselves too much on record. Um, songs where you can hear uh, the artists whispering in the background um, and anything else you fancy. This is the kind of nonsense we've just come in with, but you can call in about anything. Good evening, Ricardo. How are you, Ian? I'm you hot. okay? I'm hot. It's very hot in here today, but I'm all right. I was up early. I had a nice day filming for Good Morning Britain. Um, a very nice day, um, and mm. then but, but then we finished early, so I got home about half past three, so I could have a little yeah. kip for a couple of hours. It was a bonus. Oh, get in, but get, get in, in there, bonus kips. It really, I wasn't expecting it, and I, it was a it was a delight. How about Kath? What's she been up? Um, let's ask her, shall we, Kath? I was unconscious all day. Winner. There you go. Well, what was Kath been? What on meths or something? What, what Are you on meths or something? Oh, are you asking me? Yes. Who's talking about me? No, no um, I was really tired, so I dropped my daughter off at school today, and then mm. I got back into bed, and I didn't get out again till I had to. It was great. What about you, Ricardo? What you been up to today, mate? Well, uh, you know, you can ask what I've been up to. Yes. Well, actually, you just have. Um, <coughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, I've had a lovely day, thank you very much. Uh, it's been quite bright outside. It's been a lovely day. Uh, but the weather's been stunning today. Seriously, it's been quite nice. It's been great, isn't it? Well, I had an African um, Uber driver. Oh. Uh, she was a lovely woman. It was a woman, yes. by the way. Yes, and an African, and apparently. she dropped me off in the centre of town. Yes. I'm quite and, sure why we need she was an African, she, but yes. She, well, I mean, come on, let's, I'm trying to put some context onto this. Okay. But she was just like, Irrelevant you know context. what? Well, but, hello. Hello. But she, yeah. Yes. But she was, <laughs> she was... Saying yeah. what a lovely day it is. And when she was, an, she was an African, and she, well, no. those Africans, they know, they really do know what lovely days are. So for her to say it, that's like a double thumbs up. I think it was more the fact. Let's be, let's be honest now. Let's okay. not be, Uh-oh. let's not be, you know, a skittish. Okay. Um, yes. It was more that she was like, well, it's not windy or rainy. And I was like, yeah, I completely uh, concur with you there. Yes. Well, again, these Africans, they really do know their wind and rain. And if she's if she's not spotting wind or rain, then it's a wind or rain-free zone. It sounds like she had all the weather chat. She, oh, she was... Oh, Kath, she was a weather... She was a weather girl. Uh, the weather girls, I think, done a song in the 80s. I don't think they were African. It wasn't raining and it wasn't raining men today. That's not relevant. When they say raining men, do they mean literally men are falling out of the sky or do they mean semen? Neither. I thought it just meant that they were beating them off with a proverbial stick. The weather girls beat men off? Wow. Um, Ricardo, for why, for why did you call in? Oh, I don't know. I was a bit bored. OK, me too. Thanks for calling, man. Ta-ta. Um, 03444991000 is the telephone number. Can I, t- can I do a funny story? I wish you would. This is great. This is great. 
Do you know Gino De Campo? Of course. I love Gino De Campo. He's the fella. He's the Paul Young fella, yeah. Yeah, he's okay. a cheeky little. Right. Thing. He, he robbed Gino De Campo. Famously robbed Paul Young's house. So this is a fact. Famously nicked his guitar. Didn't yeah, he years and years ago. I think he, you know, he's made his mates. Good for every. I just find that such an interesting. Um, the, 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 the celebrity twist, but you know everyone's entitled to. Um, so anyway, this is great. Right. He's got a really nice house here. Um, where's this house? Just in case Paul Young's listening and wants revenge. No, I don't know. Anyway, it's a really nice, really expensive townhouse. Beautiful, beautiful house. And there's, a, there's an alleyway down the side of it. You seen the story? Yes. This is great, man. This is great. TV chef, and for this, for most of it, you're going, yeah, okay. I've, I've got, and then we get to. Um, uh, we get we get about halfway through it and you go, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> right. TV chef Gino De Campo is worried for the safety of his family after a stranger followed his wife and young daughter into their home. Into their home? Yeah. Gino and his wife are trying to... So basically, it's, it's, it's this house. It's a really lovely townhouse, but it hasn't got a front garden or anything, so it opens up onto the street. You shouldn't have known that when you bought it. Gino and his wife are trying to close a footpath next to their £1.25 million home, claiming he and his family are being harassed by fans. So it's the house, beautiful townhouse, opens out on the street, and as you look at it to the right, there's a footpath that goes down, and then, and then there's um, an estate agents and some, some shops. Jesse, I'm assuming that's his wife, 44, recalled returning home and turning to close the door only to find a stranger in their hallway standing by their five-year-old daughter Mia. That's horrendous. Good grief. Yeah, that is horrendous, right? That is flipping... That is out of order. Right? She said, I just want my family to feel safe. I often get abused in the driveway. Who does, Jesse or him? Uh, Jesse. There is no driveway there that I can see. Maybe I'm missing something. I often get abused... In the driveway, and it is dangerous for members of the public to treat the driveway as a public space. Maybe she means... No, no, she doesn't. She said in a letter to Broxborough Council. In their application, Jessie says she's monitored the... Monitored... All oh, right, so she means that pathway, then. She's calling it her driveway. It's dangerous for members of the public to treat the driveway as a public space. Huh? In their application, Jessie says she has monitored the public's use of the driveway and believes most office workers could take another report. Route. Another route, sorry. Right, is the en- right, so the entrance, I think, is on the driveway. No, I don't know the entrance. This is confusing. The cook from ITV's This Morning, who won I'm a Celebrity in 2009, says he and his family are fed up with people knocking on their door asking for pictures. But, th- but that's tough. That's, you know, that's... that's you, you should do what I do and wear a hat when you go into your house. But the pathway... Next to the Grade 2 listed home provides access to a GP surgery. I'm very confused. I can't see where this driveway is supposed to be. Anyway, Gino, 41, insists closure of the walkway in Hoddesdon, Hertfordshire, which leads onto the high straight street, is for the safety of his family. Mm. Gino and Jesse, who also have two boys, Rocco and Luciano, bought the townhouse in 2016. So, so far you're thinking... Okay, fine, fair enough. Someone's gone into their house and they want this. Okay, fair enough. All right. Then there's this paragraph. There is a ramp at the end of the driveway for wheelchair access, which slopes down to the Lyme's GP surgery. But if the path closed, wheelchair users would have to travel four times as far to reach the practice. Nah, chuck it out. Chuck it out. (laughs) That's the end of that, fella. Nice try. 
bold move. Um, I, you can't, yeah, but wheelchair, wheelchair people going, wheelchair users going to doctor surgery, it would be four times. Nah, you forget it. Forget it, Gino. This is just a variation on the I've moved next to a church and now I don't like people going into the church next door to my for house right, and I don't like this, the bells. I, this is, I don't want to be totally inappropriate. Go on Google Maps right. and find um, the Lyme's surgery in Hoddesdon and then we'll work backwards. The DeCampo's application has had 15 responses, with 14 objecting to the proposal to close the walkway. One was from the Lyme surgery practice manager, Christine Price, who said... And she's absolutely right. The cheek of this guy. She said, many of our patients are elderly and the longer walk around to the limes would have an effect both on them and the surgery. Nikki Hillier of Penn Underwriting said, this is the only disabled access to the offices and surgery in Limes Court. Um, that's, I mean, well, that's the end of that. That, I mean, is, just... that is brilliant. Right, Fair play. He really is. Uh, he really is having a laugh there. Have when you got you're it? buying somewhere, you look at all this stuff, don't you? Totally, totally. You look at it and you go, "Well, okay, I like it, but there's there's a pathway down there. We'll have to compromise a little bit. Is it worth the compromise? It's a nice house. I think we can live with the comp. You know that you're a famous guy, Gino, and people are going to recognise you. Yeah, I get that. How do know. I get from the car to the house? How do I get the kids into the? You know, how do I get the shopping in? All that stuff. Yeah. That's that's buying a house first yep. question, isn't get, it? Get it up, get it up. Let's find I've it on. I've got the surgery right here. You can have a little shuffle. All right. Want. So so there's the limes. Uh, how do we work? How do I do Google Maps? Well, that, right. Hang on. How do I? I don't know what I do to move on here. Is there a joystick? We're going to turn around. Oh, I've never used Google Maps before. What am I doing? Here we go. How do we get out? Where's the, where's the walkway? Oh, where have I gone? You do it. <laughs> Here, let me I, see. I think I don't know what happened there. I've never used Google Maps before. Turns out. Imagine. Imagine that. Um, where are all the phone calls? What am I... Well, no, hang on a minute. Listen to the arrogance of me. I, I nearly <laughs> turned into Richard Spendlove then. <laughs> <laughs> totally turned into Richard Spend. People don't want to phone in. That's fine. That's their business. That's your business. You don't want to phone in. Maybe they're all behind Gino. Yeah, there could be. But that's your business you don't want to phone in. I shouldn't I shouldn't expect phone calls if you don't want to phone in. You don't want to phone in. Fine. That's, that's my problem. As I say, the shows where we get loads of calls, I do those for free. The ones where no one phones in, those are the ones that I get paid for because that's when I'm that's when I'm working my hardest. Uh Paul's um decided to brave the boycott and uh <laughs> Pick up the phone. Evening, Scab. Uh, what have you got for us, Paul? Well, it's, it's that Gino DeCampo. He should have figured it out, but, you know, is it is it close enough to uh, Paul Young's house? That's the problem. Well, this is the thing. I think Paul Lung... Paul, Paul Lung? Paul Young lives in Hertfordshire. Doesn't he live around that way? Uh, where, hang on. Well, no. Right, I'm guessing that's that. That's the thing. Right, but that's not Google Earth. That's just a map. I'll click on it now. OK. <laughs> I don't understand how... To, I want to do Google Earth. And um, it's just not letting me do it. I don't... Right, so that's the house. So can we go... Can we face the house front on? I want to see the, the alleyway. It's there. Right, but I want to see it. Turn. Turn. Oh, even I'm losing the will to live now. Bloody hell. Right, go up it. You, this is right, Paul. You are listening to two idiots... One. Using Google... Thank you, Catherine. Using Google Maps... 
It's thrilling radio. Yeah, oh, man alive. Maybe tonight is just is, is going to be one of those shows where it doesn't work. It, it, it happens. Oh, well. Happens about two out of every five for me at the moment. But I'm, I'm sure I can. <laughs> I'm sure I can turn those odds around. Um, anything else, Paul? Well, yeah, I was um, ringing up about weird things in songs oh, and yeah. where you can hear people talking. Oh yeah, go on, go on. I'm about to ruin Florence and the Machine's uh, "Shake It Out" for you. Um, okay, fine. I, I, I do like Florence and the Machine. I think um, she's um, one of the most talented pop performers we have at the moment. But she's amazing. Yep. But yeah. At two minutes fifty nine seconds in that song, you can hear her coughing like an old woman who smokes sixty a day. No. You do honestly. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let let me let me um, spend ten minutes typing out something on a on a keyboard while we try. Hang on. What song is it? Florence and the Machine, Shake It Out. Shake It Out. Florence and the Machine. Where are we going? Two minutes 20? Two minutes 59. Two minutes 59. All right, we're going to... Hang on a minute. We're going to skip past this, and we're going to find it, and... Um, here we go. Two minutes... You won't let me go down the path. All right, let's forget must, that. I think that's Gino must be goes. running Google. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, there's, a, there's a cough, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Is you... it a cough? Is it not a breath? <coughs> no, it's a massive cough. There you go, listen. It's a breath. That's not a breath. No one breathes like that unless they're dying of emphysema. Here we go, go. listen, listen. Ruined. That. Either that or she's chomping on an apple. Either one. It's one of the two. Paul, thank you very much for that. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Whispering lunar incantations for cross-parents, um, cross-dressers. And did you know this about me? And cross-rail workers. Steel and polycarbonate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection. On Talk Radio. Righty-o, let's go to John in New York City. Good evening, John. Why, good evening again, Ian. And you wanted somebody to call up and take your side against Gino? You well, got one. Well, you know, it sounds like... The... Go on. He may be the third best thing on Celebrity Juice after wow. Holly's boobies, but yes. the truth of it is, he can't pull this, I no speak English, and didn't understand this was a public footpath like yep. he would do on TV. Yes, And yes. that's what I feel like he's trying to pull here. It just, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I like Gino DeCampo. I think I may have even shook his hand at some too, point. But... I think he's, he's, a, he's a funny guy. But come on, guys, you can't try and close a footpath down just because it's next door to your house. I mean, I mean, even if, well, take the whole elderly people thing out of play. Yes. It just, while you were talking, I looked on Google and looked at several articles and, no, you, you had to know that this wasn't going to be possible when you bought the house. You had to think you were a celebrity and were going to muscle in and get your way after you got there. Um, we, should, um, we should build another footpath on the other side of his house just to an- double annoy him. I think that's what we should do. That's the only way around this, John. Oh, that would be great. I'll help you to go dig it out. Nice one, man. Let's let's um, let's go and do it, John. Thank you very much indeed. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. We're, we're building up to a vibe. I think it's going to be an adequate show. We can do adequate shows. They can't all be um, 
they can't all be absolutely blinding, can they? Let's go to Liam. Good evening, Liam. Ian, what a bougie house things. Hey, Catherine. Hiya. Hey, Liam. Uh, Liam from Bel. Hey, Liam from Belfast. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's me. It's the man himself. How you doing, fella? You all right? I'm great, mate. Yeah, this is. Uh, I thought I'd give you a wee ring because uh, these are a bit thin and cold. Um. Yeah. It would. Well, you know. And and listen. That's that's that can only be my fault because it's my job to drum up business. And um, maybe I'm just I'm just not creating. You know, they can't, they can't all be gold. Liam, it'll still be a good okay. show. Still better than anything else is on the radio right now. Hey, well, you're right there, man. Totally. Here, I've got a weird thing in a song for you. Yeah, go on. It's uh, "Give Me Shelter" by the Rolling Stones. Yes. And there's a girl. I think it's about halfway through, and the girl sings rape, murder, and her voice cracks, and you can hear Mick Jagger in the background going, woo, yeah. Yeah! <laughs> Hang on a minute. Um, uh, I mean, that's an inappropriate woe, yeah, if, if ever oh, there was one. Yeah. Um, where, where, yeah. uh, how far into it, do you know? I'd say about midway, and I'm okay. not 100%. Uh, all right, we're going to go. We're going to go about midway. I, I, I have a very low tolerance threshold for the stones. So yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This um, this is about this is half. Just... Back, go back. Okay. I think so, yeah. They're just so tedious. I you made it, just missed it. Here we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. Sakes, man! Sorry, Ian. Jeez! Yeah, I've let you down twice in one week. That's... I didn't know the words that four of us song, no, and neither. No, well, these, these, these things happen, but I've listened. That's but more... here, can I just say yeah. how much and I enjoyed uh, the rabbit hole on Sunday night? It was brilliant. For those who uh, who were too lazy to, to come or watch us, uh, Liam was there. Liam was, I'm going to say it, the star of the show. Yeah. Uh, we got him up <laughs> on stage to uh, sing a song by uh, probably the greatest Irish rock band of all time, the four of us. And um, and he, he he came up and he allowed us to troll him. We trolled him yeah. live on stage. Oh, yeah, totally did. And yeah. his sister, Siobhan, very happily allowed him to do that. Oh, she, uh, she, she's filmed it and she showed it to everybody. <laughs> I can't look at it. Good, no. I- it's uh, the, the, these. Uh, I can't look at anything. I filmed something today. This thing I was filming, and they showed it to me. I said, "I don't want to see that. Why would I want to see that? Are you happy with it? Yep, yeah, good, fine. I don't. I've got no." <laughs> then we had some new pictures taken for here, right? And they yeah. sent me the the person in charge of it sent me like their favorite. Sent me eight photos. And said, oh, yeah. I've marked my favourites. You tell me which ones are your favourites. Oh, Jesus. I, 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 I was the most awful three minutes of my life looking at those pictures, going, well, that one, I, all right, that one I look like a knob. That one I look like a paedophile. That, one's, <laughs> that one I don't look like a sex offender, so I guess that one's all right. I was horrendous. I was no, like, why most... would you do that to someone? I know. Uh, I haven't watched the, the, uh, the Periscope footage yet, but apparently... Somebody wrote, and this is really hurtful. Yeah. He looks like an Irish James Corden. 
Which I, I, oh, well, when you first came I, in, I thought you were Stephen Nolan. Oh, Ian, I am turning over the LBC. <laughs> Thank you very much, Liam. He was a very good sport on uh, uh, Sunday in Belfast and Dublin before that. Um, and so uh, we'll go back. To, uh, well, we'll go back when they've, they've paid us because they've not paid us yet. So, <laughs> we, uh, we've discovered what the key is to charming the Belfast crowd. Yes. Alcohol yeah. and lots of singing. Lots, lots of singing. There was a lot of singing going on. I think when we go back next time, as I say, instead of doing, um, you know, a well thought out, well crafted um, piece of uh, theatre, we're just going to do a diamond and share. <laughs> What's Cher's last name? None of your business. Oh, well, I know, isn't it? Well, no, that worked well. Sarkeesian, it was. Then it was. Then it would have been Bono. And then I guess she, I guess she um, got rid of the Bono. Um, yeah, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, black cats are out of fashion. You seen this? I this don't is... understand that, but it's yeah, always I... been the case, hasn't it? No. Yeah, because I remember going like when I was sent on um, well, RSBCA visits right. with. Hang a... on. Well, let's read. Let's get the story first. They've never been popular. Um, no, they have. They, they, you're right. Never been popular. But, but, but you, you go to rescue homes. Um, um, uh, you, black cats are always there. I, I, think I got a black cat. Black cats are being abandoned as they don't look good in owners' selfies. Mm-hmm. One rescue centre revealed all its forty moggies are black. Uh, they used to be hard to rehome because of their association with witchcraft. Aren't people stupid? People are dumb, man. But Christine Baker, 67, founder of The Moggery in Bristol, says these days it is because they don't look good in social media posts. Christine said it's worse now because black cats don't show up in selfies. What is What kind of madness is this? Who's talking this rubbish? It's an increasing problem. It's definitely got harder because of selfies. No. Isn't it funny? The, the, uh, um, my boys will talk about selfies now while I will still talk about taking a picture. Should we get a picture? Should we do, take, up, take a picture? And I will still offer my phone to someone could you, or a camera. Could you take a picture of us, please? Whereas, you know, my boys, it's selfies. Self, can we get selfies? Should we get selfies? Do, do you think anyone will want... My, the youngest is keep saying, do you think when we go out, anyone will want selfies with you, Daddy? I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. Um, Amy Buckle of the Last Chance Animal Rescue Centre in New Romney, Kent, said, we have difficulty rehoming black cats. Wow. People, people do seem caught up in taking photos and putting them on Facebook and Instagram. They want a, mo- a model animal they can put on social media. It does leave black cats ignored. Um, What's but, her rescue centre called? Um, Last Chance. Wow. Yep. Like Death's Door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems people find them boring. Uh, now I don't live in the same place as my cat. I miss my cat. I miss. My, I, don't, I can't have a cat where I am. I miss my cat. Um, uh, but then when I go back, she's not missed me, actually, so it's fine. The RSP conf- RSPCA confirmed more black and black and white cats come into care than any other colour. The charity's Dr Jane Tyson added, fur colour makes no difference to how much love they have to oh. give. You, and you, of course, would love a cat. I would. But you're not allowed I'll to. I'll get one one day. Yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to. And when I, I do... Think, I just think you... Um, get one when your husband's out 
<laughs> I think he'd notice. No, you can hide them. Never forget when I got Velvet, which was, God, she's going to be 19, so I got her 17 years ago. And I was with a girlfriend then, and we sort of talked about getting a cat, and it was on the telly, and it was the, one of the, we lived in, we were renting this amazing house. God, Tapford Towers, one of the nicest places I've ever lived in. And um, lovely townhouse in um, um, Highgate that used to be owned by Crispian Mills of Cooler Shaker. Just the most incredible place I've ever lived in. And um, uh, I went and got, I went and got, Velvet, and I hadn't told her that I was definitely going to do it. And I came, she came back, and she just sensed that something was. She just looked at me and said, "Have we got a cat now?" And I went, "Yeah, yeah, we have." And it was the most amazing thing. And the cat went and hid for literally a week, just hid behind this where I stacked my CDs. And how small was she then? Oh, she was two years old, so she was like quite big. Right, you know? she was a bit of a belly on her, but um, but she wouldn't come and sit with us, and because she was quite shy, because she'd been with another cat who was a bit of a bully. Mm. And they were getting rid of her because it was a really nice family. It was a pub in um, Old Street. Not Old Street, somewhere. Anyway, and um, they were about to have a baby and they just, you know, so uh, so I got this. So but I, would, I would sit there watching the TV and after a week I'd look down, she's out of the corner of my arm, Velvet would be sat on the floor next to my feet and I'd look at her and she'd look at me and she'd run off. And then yeah. after that, bishy-bashy-boshy. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yasmin, Sarah, Steve, stay there, come to you after this. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, mate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Of course, uh, uh, what idiot is asking if you can take electric cars into car washes? I mean, really, guys. And um, I'm going to be honest, I don't think your dad would like the croc, monsieur. Um, let's go to Yasmin. Good evening, Yasmin. Hello, Ian. Hello, uh, Kat. Hiya. Hey, Yasmin, what you got for us? Hi. Um, I was calling up about songs where you hear stuff that oh, you're yeah. not meant to hear. Yeah, go on. Um, so, in Tender by Blur, yes. um, Damon Albarn gets um, a bit, a little bit wrong, so he thinks that it's going into a verse, but it's in fact going into a bridge. Oh. It sounds really tedious now I'm saying No, 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 it's, it's really great. Boring. You know, one of the greatest mistakes in um, pop music is um, what's that Mamas and Papas wrong oh, song? Um, Where they get they muff it up. Monday, Monday. Um, no, no, not Monday. No, Monday. I saw, I saw her again. I saw her again last night. Where um, uh, they cut, they they go into the uh, one of them goes into the the chorus it's too Jenny, too quickly. Goes into it like a whole bit early, and you can, it's a full. I saw her. I saw her again, and it's brilliant. brilliant. And Paul McCartney said, Paul McCartney asked them if it was if it was a mistake or not, and they went, it was a mistake. And they said it was. He said it was genius. The best thing you could have done was keep it in. And it sounds like this is the same thing on the Blur record. (laughs) And well, it's kind of like so you can hear it as if he's going to say tender, but obviously he's not going to. I think it's at four minutes. One second. I want more. This is the now. Now everything is recorded digitally. Yeah. You can just punch in and punch out. You can remove things. Everything is a sound wave. It's a. It's um, ones and zeros. You can take it out. You can play it back. You can do all of these things. And they don't let. They don't allow mistakes in records anymore. Yeah, I agree. With you. I want mistakes in records. I want to know <laughs> that my heroes are perfectly imperfect. Yeah, I do agree with you. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Yasmin. You're welcome, Ian. Cheers, my dear. Ta-ta. Uh, let's go to Stephen. Good evening, Stephen. 
Hi. Hi, Stephen. Um, I'm going to talk about something uh, about cats, if that's all right. I've got a lovely black cat called Blackie. Yep. And she's got big... Turn your, have, you got, have you got your radio on or periscope on? Oh, radio on, sorry. Turn it off your mouth. Turn it, turn it, oh, it, two seconds and I'm yeah. in bed, hang on. Oh, a, a sexy call from, uh, from Stephen. Nope. Oh, jeez. There you go, there, Ian. I've got it turned out right off now. Good lad, now. good lad. Go on, so you've got a cat called Blackie. Yeah, she's got massive, big, saucer green eyes. Yep. And when she goes out and she comes in on a night, all I see is a pair of green yeah, eyes. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't <laughs> it, though? But this, always, this has always been the way. Black cats have always been the least popular of cats mm-hmm. because we're a racist country. That is why. Oh, my cat's great. I love her to bits. Just before I go, can I just mention about my poor cousin? She's having a lot of problems at the minute. Yeah. Because she's quite a big girl, right? She's about a size 26. Oh, and she's been on a couple of dates, and she's getting people, like, scoffing at her all the time, calling her fatty and, like, ugly, and she's not ugly because she's got lovely young blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. But she gets put on because she's about a size 26. Well, uh, hang on. Well, when, she's, when she goes, what, when she just goes out shopping and stuff? No, no, when she, she, she goes out into bars with her friends and that, but, like, guys call her fatty and, like, and call her beach wheel and that. And what, really, hang on a minute. Hurt her. What, to her face? Yeah. Say, God, you're fat, you're, you need to lose a weight, you're what? massive. What is, what is wrong with people? I mean, got, That's incredible, I mean, have the rudeness of people. Honestly, she, she'll come home crying last week. Uh, I bet she know, will. She came home crying last week, um, and obviously I was round her, like my auntie's and that, and I was talking to her, and she said, oh, she gets called regular horrible names outside because of her size. And it's terrible. Honestly, Ian, if I, if I could get her to send me a picture, she's really bonny looking. She's got lovely yeah. long blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, and she gets called Fatty Beach Wheel. Over I, the killer wheel. Um, um, uh, uh, the the, the uh, meanness of uh, the minority of people mm-hmm. never ceases to amaze me. Just how rude some yeah. people can be. It's just rotten. They say John another burger. They come up and say John another burger and stuff. Because the thing, because she's, she's got what do you call that thing with the thyroid thing? Um, Thi- overactive oh, thyroids. Yeah, know. that's it. Yes. she's got that. You see, and that's why she's like quite large. But uh, people assume she eats lots of food. That she hardly well, doesn't eat anything. It's terrible. Well, uh, well, uh, I wish her the very best. People can be arseholes sometimes. Yeah. Nice one, Stephen. I'll let him off spoke on the phone, Ian. Thanks. Thank you, mate. Cheers, my dears. Let's go to Sarah. Evening, Sarah. Hiya. Hi, Hi. Kat. Hi, Hi, Sarah. Cat lady here. Yes. Cats are brilliant. Um, But I've got a black cat, and she is perfect in every single way. You cannot imagine. She's on my lap now in bed. And cats are the best. Beautiful. Listen, I've got a cat and I've got a dog, and I don't live with them anymore. But um, the, the, uh, and I've had rabbits and I've had uh, fish and I've had oh. all, all that. Have you ever had daegus? What daegus? What the hell is a daegu? They sell them in pet shops. They're they're like little road bigger what? than a hamster, right. bigger than a chinchilla. Google it. Honestly, they are such good pets. I had a couple of those. Daegu. How are you spelling Daegu's? D-E-G-U. Daegu. The state it was just it's just a rat. It's not a rat. Well it looks like it's like a rat. That's all it is. It's like a squirrel with No, it's not like it's nothing like a squirrel. No? It's okay. like a well, <laughs> in one of the pictures when it's standing on its back legs, it looks like a tiny kangaroo. 
He doesn't. He doesn't like a. But no, I don't. I don't agree with these silly, these silly foreign pets. Let's have a good old-fashioned British black cat. That's what we need. It's the best pet you could ever have. You cannot beat a a, a cat. Well, I, I work in, in in a cattery as a volunteer. It's one in London. I won't tell you what it's called, but it's in Battersea. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, I think we might yeah, have a clean then. Yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, we've got like a problem where oh. black cats are not hard to treat home. Always has been the case. Yeah, has been for years and years and years, and yeah. it's so sad. Well, of course, what what you could do there is um, get some white paint and paint a white stripe down its back, and it could be um, you could sell it as a skunk, and or or, or or palm it off to Pepe Le Pew, who'd have the horn for it. <laughs> Do you remember that? That was all Pepe Le Pew was always falling in love with, with, ma- with male cats. Think, yeah, but don't you think that was a bit creepy for kids to watch? Yeah, of course it was. It was rapey. It was, it was, it was classic rape bants. It was awful. I, I still remember that and it creeps me out just thinking about it. I think most of the, the you know, people say the kids' TV programmes now are rubbish. I think most of the stuff that we watched as kids was... Um, was was you know promoting rape and racism Gen- genuinely a lot of that stuff it's like um Tom the Tom and Jerry cartoons the black lady in it Thomas mm-hmm. the, the, oh, big, the big the big old black lady that was like the maid in the house Thomas so I really like Thomas the Tank Engine but I don't think it was rapey or racist I don't think well maybe you're not watching it properly because apparently we missed something I don't maybe I, I'm going to say that it was I'm going to say that it Annie and Clarabel getting dragged everywhere yeah there was <laughs> definitely something wrong with that no, uh, they had the fat controller and they always took Mickey out of him yeah, which is the, the body shaming they don't call him that anymore That's do awful. they in the new one so what is his name now Sir Topham Hat. well no the thing is but the new because the, 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 the franchise was sold wasn't it to the Americans and so the Americans just they just you know they make what they do with all American things they make oh, it's it it's rubbish now um, it's so rubbish Sarah thanks mm. for calling bye bye ta-ta was she eating I think she was eating at um at that point um, is it tonight we got that bloody moon? The moon? <laughs> is that what it's called? The bloody moon? Oh, jeez. Everyone's, everyone's got a little stiffy about this moon that's going on. Oh, we've got... Oh, it's the moon. Oh, it's the, it's the bloody moon like you've never bloody seen it before. You won't believe your eyes. Where's the best time to see it? Night time. Where's the best place to see it? The sky. You know, the, one of the researchers working for maybe Paul Ross's show. I don't know. Um, there's, when we come in... Right, Three weeks ago, when we come into work, there'd be no one here in the talk radio stuff. They, the people in talk sport, no one in talk radio. We could come in, we could put our feet up. We own the man and me and Kath. Get food in. We could play stupid games. We could have chair fights, and we could watch telly really loudly. The way we like it. Yeah, now we come in. There's, there's like kids working and booking guests for other shows and um, stuff like that. And so, you, so because we're nice. You've got to be... Well, there's never a spare space to sit down. And I had a bit of a hissy fit. Because all the computers were open. But I knew that most people had gone home. And there were coats everywhere. And Kath was on one end of the room. And I was at the other. And there were these two kids. And I j- just went, right, right. OK, this is bloody ridiculous. Kath, come and sit here. Someone went, oh, yeah, Mark's on that. I said, tough. Mark's not here. Mark can go on another computer. I'm sitting next to my producer. Because I like to annoy her. Yeah, it was just annoying. But we are also respectful. And we don't put the telly on. As early as we do. No. Um, and then we put it on at nine o'clock. And I make a big thing of saying, right, 
Um, Kath, we'll put Big Brother on in a few minutes so that we can watch it and talk about it on the show because I don't want anyone to say, oh, you've got it too loud, can you turn it down, please? I'm trying to book guests. Besides which, it was over the roar of the football. Yeah. Two different football matches in two corners yeah. of the other room and yet... But so we, uh, so the, the office doesn't feel like... we have to. F- I tell you what we need to do. Mm. We need to find another room in this building that we can go and um, watch That's TV telling. in. Because I, I was trying to watch the documentary about um, National Lampoon. Oh, by the way, there's a great movie on Netflix. It's not great, but it's, I really enjoyed it. It's called um, A Stupid and Pointless Gesture. Or maybe it's called A Pointless and Stupid Gesture. And it's about... Um, Doug uh, Henny, Kenny, I can't remember. Anyway, it's the guy who invented National Lampoon, you know, and obviously you've got your National Lampoon movies with Chevy Chase and what have you. But it's, it's, it's the magazine that predated that. And um, it's got, uh, it's set in the early 70s, it's got a young Chevy, it's got Joel McHale playing a young Chevy Chase, and he's got him spot on. And the amount of cocaine that Chevy... And this guy, Doug guy, who founded um, National Lampoon, the amount of cocaine they shovel up their hooters. And I've got to say, as someone with a little bit of experience in whatever, none of your business, the fella who plays this Doug guy when he's coked up, like, to beyond... You know, it can be fun for about 20 minutes, and then after that, it's, it, it, I, I imagine it's a nightmare. And the bit where he's, he's just coked up to the gills and is barely able to speak, it's, it's incredible. You, you, you know, because it starts off, it's all glamorous, the drug taken in this movie, and then you see him stumbling into a press conference, and he's, 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 talking, he's talking like that. Jeez, it was incredible. And it, I think the movie goes some way as well as to explaining... Why Chevy Chase is such a fruitcake and is such a, 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 a hard nut to crack. Partly because of the, the copious amounts of, of, you know, white stuff that is just getting shoveled up their nose, noses. Um, and also, and I'm, no spoiler alert here, guys, I'm not going to, but also just because of what happens at the end. I knew nothing about this guy. And then the ending is like, oh, blimey. All right. That's, I didn't see that coming. And, um, I think it goes some way to explaining why Chevy Chase is an absolute fruitcake. Um, so I was watching that, and so now I'm falling down a slight National Lampoon rabbit hole, and I don't really like... I think the magazine is a little bit too crass, and there's a little bit too many boobs in it, and I, I, I kind of get it. But um, I've ordered loads of books about it, of course, and I'm watching this documentary, uh, Drunk, Stoned, Brilliant, Dead, about it. And we've got... Oh, next week, I knew there was a point to this. Next week on Monday at 11, we've got Tony Hendra coming on. Um, Tony Hendra uh, uh, was one of the founders of National Lampoon. And quick point of reference that you... He, he invented Spitting Image and he's also the manager in Spinal Tap. He's coming on um, and um, it's going to be quite interesting. I've been speaking to Danny Baker about him and he's told me a few things, so that should be interesting. Anyway, 0344 This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they 
just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for a living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building Spent much time in school, but I told ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge. Eastwood looks so fine. Yeah, um, I would spend seven years in prison for twenty-seven million pounds. I, w- I would spend twenty-seven years, uh, the, the twenty-seven, uh, seven years in prison for twenty-seven million pounds. Of course, you would. What other job would you have to work for seven years and get twenty-seven million quid, Muppets? Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. So before we go, we've got um, uh, Simon and Claire. We'll come to you in a bit. Um, so I um, had a lovely day today uh, filming some absolutely wonderfully silly, nonsensical bits for Good Morning Britain where I'm giving away giving away a massive like, load of money in a car, right? a really expensive car. And so I spent all day filming that. And um, then I was reminded that on Saturday I'm filming something, something for the one show. There's all this work coming. And um, Sunday night I'm recording a, a panel show for Radio 4. Look, look at me, Ma. Um, and, uh, and I was... So Saturday I'm filming something for the one show. And um, they've asked if um, they could film a little bit with, with my mum. And I, I'm, not, I'm very protective of my mum. But I knew that she would find it quite funny. She'd find it a laugh. And they'll buy us, like, lunch, probably, and the film is beautiful. So um, I said, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to my mum, yeah, of course. So I emailed, because she lives in a care home, so I emailed the care home today, just and I said, just to let you know, I'm going to come and collect mum, sort of lunchtime on Saturday, and we're going to go and film something for the one show. I hope that's OK. I hope that's OK. I think I may have put that, but I have no reason to put that. I sent it to the manager of the care home. And then about an hour later... I got, and what they normally do is go, they go, all right, we'll make sure she's dressed and she's got a coat on and da 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 da. And then an hour later, the PR guy for, the, for Leonard Cheshire, Leonard Cheshire is the, the, the care, is the chain of care homes and stuff. Um, the PR guy for the entire company sent me an email. I thought, what, what, why is this guy sending me an email? And it started off with, hey, Ian, um, May remember me. I worked for another organisation before, and we did some stuff together. I do remember him. Irrelevant. Uh, I hope you've recovered since the jungle. And I'm thinking, ah, this guy's buttering me up. Um, and then it was something along. Let me see if I can find it. Um, uh, here it is. Here we go. Here we go. So I don't. I don't want to misquote anyone. 
Um, but the, the, pass on the details of the piece that you're filming with your mother at the weekend. I was just wondering if it's a personal piece or something with wider connotations in terms of, dis- in terms of disability issues. All the best. And I'm thinking, oh, all right. Now, my mum's in the care home because she's got MS, right? And she can't do anything for herself. She can't walk, she can't feed herself, she can't go to the toilet, she can't... So they do everything, right? And she's terribly forgetful, and she quite often, you know, thinks that people that are dead are alive, and I've kind of stopped telling her that my dad's dead and all of that kind of stuff. And sometimes she's sharp as a as a point, and sometimes you'll have the same conversation ten times in ten minutes, and that's fine. But I'm also thinking, this is none of your business, fella. This is literally none of your business. So I've replied, we won't be filming on site. I'll be taking mum out for a coffee and filming there. And then I get, then I, I did give a little bit more than, than I needed to. I said, it's a piece about how people fund the care of their relatives. And I sent another message. There isn't a problem, is there? Because he didn't reply. And he replied, could we possibly have a quick chat? And I thought, oh, buddy. So I phoned him up and I let him do all the talking. I said, all right, um, what's the problem? Well, I just want to know, um, I just want to know um, what this piece is uh, that you're you're filming. I went, okay. Um, that's none, it was, it was one of the most uncomfortable conversations I've ever had. But, and also I'd just woken up. Um, and I was I was furious as it went on. I got furiouser and furiouser. But I didn't shout at him. I was really I was very measured. I said, um, "Right, um, that's that's actually none of your business." Okay, um, when is the when is the piece going to air? Yeah, again, that isn't any of your business, and I'm really starting to get annoyed that you're asking me this stuff. Oh, no, 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 I'm not prying. I just wanted to know what you'd be talking about. I'm not um. prying. <laughs> I said, that is the definition of prying. I said, my mum is a resident there. She's not a prisoner. And any conversation I have with her and any filming I do with her is none of your business. And I'm disgusted that you're even asking this conversation. He's going, well, I thought we could have this chat because we've worked together before. And I said, "Uh, that's irrelevant. I'm not working with you. I'm taking my mum out for a coffee. I said, do you, you, when other family members take the the residents out for for coffee, do you ask them what they're going to talk about? He said, no, of course not. I said, right. And if other residents were to take, the other family members were to take residents to their place of work, which is what I'm doing, would you ask them what was going to be, you know, if one of, if, if the daughter of someone there was a hairdresser and they took their mum to the, the hairdressers, would you ask them what they were going to talk about? He said, no, 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 of course I wouldn't. I just wanted to know. I said, listen, listen, I said, I know why you want to know, um, because you are scared that we are going to say something. And he said, well, no, he, he brought it up. He said, you have mentioned Leonard Cheshire on your show before, when I did the thing about when I didn't know whether Mum was going to move or not because of the funding. And I said, yeah, everything I said on that show was 100% true. And he said, well, that was before I joined the company. I said, dude, you just brought it up. I did lose my temper a bit then. I think I may have called him dude. I'm trying to remember if I said the phrase, um, uh, I, I don't want to be funny, but I think you've dropped a bollock on this one. I may have used that phrase. I'm not sure. Because it... it, it um, 
I, I don't want to say exactly what the piece is going to be now because I don't because they'll be listening tonight. I know they're listening tonight. So I don't want to say what the piece is going to be and I don't want to say exactly what we're going to talk about because it's none of your flipping business whatsoever. Um, and suffice to say, if we had just gone out and had our coffee on, on Saturday and done it, you wouldn't be mentioned on this show, certainly. And, and now you're getting mentioned on this show for sticking your beacon to residents... Um, uh, private conversations, what they do outside of the home, right? None of your business. As long as they're not nicking stuff, as long as they're not, you know, you know, bringing none of your business. Absolutely none of your business. And if my mum thinks your place is a shithole, she's allowed to go on TV and say she thinks it's a shithole. She thinks that's what she thinks. She's allowed to go on. And say that. And if I think you're sticking your beak in to business that is absolutely none of your concern, uh, bearing in mind it, it costs us about a thousand pounds a week, which my mum pays, still pays three hundred quid, two hundred and fifty quid a week. The council picks up the rest. Um, you're working for you're working for my mum, not even me. You're working for my mum. How dare you? How dare the manager of the home? When I just put in a simple... I don't even need to tell her I'm taking her out. I don't even need to tell the manager I'm taking her out. The reason I'm doing it is courtesy and manners so that they know that what is what is going on. I can just walk in there and say, Mum, do you want to go out? And if she says yes, we go out, right? It was courtesy and manners. So what right has she got then to pass it on to the PR person who then sends these emails where there's obviously a subtext, there's obviously a, a, a vibe about them. And as soon as I got the first one, I thought, this guy's going to drag this out a bit. State in the email what your problem is, right? Um, uh, but it is none of your it's none of your business. Someone tweeted me because I tweeted this because I got really angry. I was really annoyed with this this absolute idiot of a bloke, and I'm not mentioning his name, but just uh, the rudeness and the callousness, right? Um, someone said, um, when you tweeted the home that you're going to film Mum for the One Show. They should have been congratulating her and saying, oh, you're going to be on the telly. Well, we'll make sure we all watch that. That'll be, that'll be a laugh. We'll find us on these smart to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, that'll be a laugh. And no, no, they didn't. Instead, they're going behind her back and asking me, so when you go out with your mum on Saturday, what are you going to talk about? What, 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 is, it, what is it you're going to talk about? Um, and, and it was not said, but what was implied was, we're worried you're going to say something bad about us. So what if I do, right? What if I do? What if I, what if I, I, I'm chatting to my mum and something bad comes out? First of all, it's the BBC, so they would have to fact check it and they would have to give the place a right to reply and their legal team would look at it and if there was anything that was untrue, wouldn't get broadcast. Wouldn't, it just wouldn't get broadcast, right? The BBC, pretty much any TV company would do that, right? Um, so, but what if, what if we go out and I say, mum... This this isn't necessarily what the thing's about. And I say, Mum, you live in a care home. How are you finding it? I hate it. And I hate the people there. And um, uh, and I, I don't like the way it's run. And it costs too much money. What if... What if... So what if she said that? What what has that got to do with you? The people... I know for a fact there are people in that care home that love bits of it 
and hate bits of it, as you would do. The same way I... Well, no, I hate all of my flat, but the same way I love bits of this job, and I find bits of this job really, really frustrating. That's just what, what we are as human beings. How dare you try and... I don't know, maybe saying dictate what they're thinking is perhaps a little bit too far, but but certainly have a little pry into what is basically me me taking my mum to work because I thought she'd get a kick out of it. I thought she would get a kick out of coming out, having a coffee, getting made a fuss of by a TV crew, um, and we talk a little bit about care homes. Oh, I was furious. I was absolutely furious. I'm angry again now. Talk about an own goal, though, from yep. a PR point of view. Yeah. That is not the action of a company that's securing the service they're providing, is it? That's a defensive thing. Totally. And it makes you wonder, oh, hang on a minute, what am I missing there? Yeah. And I know stuff that's happened there that, that, that I let them get away with. But uh, and, now, and now I'm thinking, I'm genuinely thinking, do I cancel it? Because if I take mum out, does that make her position there slightly no. weaker? Now, of course, it shouldn't. But supposing in a, in six months, a year, they say, right, well, we're going to have to move your mum now. I will be thinking she should she should be there now until the day she dies, right? Because the council have got, I don't know what it is. It's something like 75% of the fee, and she's paying the rest out of her, but the pension. So a pension comes in, and it, it's 300 quid a week goes to, to, to 200, two or 300 quid a week goes to pay for a thing. And blah, 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 blah. Um, so she should be there until the day she dies, right? And that could be um, uh, six months. That, that could be another 20 years, the way she's going. I keep saying to my boys, I think Nanny Linda's going to outlive all of us because, you know, she's nearly died twice and she's indestructible, that woman. Um, but I, if something were to happen and there, there was a forced move, I would be forever thinking, well, it was, is it, was it... Was it the one show? Was it the one yeah. show that did that? I think they're probably less likely to mess with you because well, of that, and that's the worst that's thing. A, that's something else someone said on Twitter. You're, in all fairness, your mum is probably the best looked after in there. Because, Precisely. Because of, of me. Because you've got a voice, you know. And also, that kind, the, thing that, the other thing that annoys me about that kind of tactic, that kind of leaning tactic. Well. Is that the way they treat everyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with suspicion. Treat... She, she is right. Okay, physically she's she's incapable of much, and mentally she's a little bit hazy. But she's a prisoner, and she pays their wages. I don't I hate that line where I pay your wages, but she does. She's she's she has spent in the time she's been there. She has spent um, three hundred twenty-five thousand pounds of her money. I know because I've seen it. We sold her house for two hundred fifty grand. She had a hundred grand solved uh, saved. And uh, um, she has spent £325,000 of her money uh, to stay there Mm. um, until she dropped below the £23,000 threshold, whatever it is. Um, And they've got the cheek, the cheek to send the PR person to up because we've worked together before. Don't Uh, give me that we've worked together before. When you said she's a prisoner, did you mean to say that? Um, what did I say? You said she's a prisoner and she pays them all that money. Oh no, she's she's, she's a, a resident. No, she's a resident. So I mean, oh, so, yeah, I was trying to do two thoughts at once, but they, but they are treating her like yeah. a prisoner. You know, they're her landlords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm I'm absolutely fuming. Anyway, um, got that off my chest. Um, but well, I'll let you know how it goes. I suspect I'll get another phone call tomorrow. Um, it was a really awkward phone call, right? Really awkward. I tell you what was great is I just woken up, so I was a bit groggy. Um. But I only spoke when I needed to speak. I left huge, 
huge gaping silences, really long silences. So this fella had to um, had to fill them. Um, sorry, you think that we're prying. We just wanted to know what was going on. There you go, doing it again. <laughs> there you go, oh, doing stop. it again. And, and um, uh, yeah, OK. Not his finest hour. Not his finest hour at all. 0344 499 Terry, Cleo, Simon, stay there. I'm Ian Lee. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Take a trip into the alternate reality of Late Night Radio. I think I'm in something like The Matrix, and so are you. The Late Night Alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. Right, let's go to Terry. Good evening, Terry. Hi, Ian. Hey, Terry. How you, how you doing, Hi, man? What you got for us? Uh... Noises in songs that you're not supposed to hear. Yes. Have you fallen? I, I have think... you fallen down a well? Uh, no, no. I, I, I've fallen you before, and it sounds like I've fell down a well. What, what is I don't going know on? What it is? What is? Uh, you're not on speakerphone, are you? You wouldn't be that no, crass. No, 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 no. No, it's. Uh, it, I'm, I work in a steel firm. I don't know if that's what I'm to wait. Okay, I may, maybe that's. Uh, it. I, I didn't hear what you said, but I'm guessing maybe that's it. All right, go on then. Yeah, you're playing as playing as there. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, uh, Rod Stewart, Ain't Love a Bitch. Well. Uh, hundred and eight. Uh, one minute, eight seconds. Yeah, what What does he do? He coughs. Oh. Loud, <laughs> loudly. Yeah, well, he, loudly. He was, a, he, was, um, he was probably having a, a... He probably slugged it down with a, a shot of whiskey <laughs> or something. Well, all I can say, for once, I think they've actually kept it, even though they've digitised and also it was a character, they've kept that in. Oh, good. This is uh, what they should do. when Because quite often they'll remaster stuff and they'll get rid of all the imperfections. It's like, no! I yeah, want well, that I, stuff! I bought, I bought, well, bought nearly every one of his records on vinyl, and I've, the original versions, I've got them all. Uh, but I've since bought a CD because I've nothing to play uh, yeah. vinyl on. So and have they cl- have they got rid of all his coughs? Sorry, have they got rid of all his coughs? Uh, not in that one, I don't think. Okay, good. <laughs> that's prob- that's probably the only one. Uh, and the other one again is a Pacers song. Yeah, uh, Paul Roll Richard. That's four 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 minutes sixteen right to end. Some at bakes, and then they all laugh. What they should do is is Rod Stewart should go back next time they remaster Rod Stewart's back catalogue. He yeah. should be in there, and he should just cough like over over yeah. the top of the. Record. He should add new coughs to old songs. I actually think yeah, you're absolutely right. I of actually so. think if if people uh, if, if you make a record like that, there's an imperfection. That's the beauty of the record, yep. isn't it? Of course, you it know? Is. and uh, all this like well, it's like changing history, isn't it? You know what I mean? Record it on tape and, um, uh, uh, you know, put it... Because uh, everything that's done digitally... All the, whenever you record something digitally, it's... And I yeah. don't understand this, but it's it, it's converted to ones and zeros, so it's not recording sound. Someone can explain this better than me. But if you've got a modern digital recorder, it's not actually recording sound. It, it's it's recording ones and zeros. It converts it to binary. How what, how is that even possible? Uh, no idea. All, all I know is I still get all my vinyl, but I've not, not to play them on. Mate, but I don't. I think I, I, 
you just like to go out and look at them. No, they look, no yeah, they're beautiful. They're works of art. Here's, 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 um, here's my, my top tip for you, Terry. Go and buy yourself a yeah. decent record player. Yeah. Go yeah. and go and spend 150 quid minimum. Don't get one of these these cheapo plastic ones, these Crosleys or anything like that. Well, I've got a Crosley for the kids and it's great yeah. for that. But if you yeah. want it to sound if you want it to sound half decent, go and spend yeah. at least 150 quid on a on a decent record player and um, you, you get, get get you get a second hand one on eBay, buy a new needle for it, mate, it'll sound incredible. Only thing I'll say to you though is most of them records I played them on a dancer. <laughs> Do you remember old dance sets? Yeah, I've got one. Me, I've and got Kath, one. me and Kath have got dance sets. We went through a yeah. thing about three years oh. ago. We both spent a fortune on yeah. dance sets, and they're wonderful. Yeah. And you got one of the old eight records. Yeah, yes. you stack it yeah. up, and by the time it gets to the eighth, the whole turntable's weighed down, so it goes a bit slower. Yeah, or it drops about three records. Yeah. It plays third one, you know? Yeah. It's brilliant. Well, I got mine out at Christmas, and the kids were lo- taking it in turns to put records on, and it became a thing. Well, my, I don't want to take too much of your time up, but my, I learned all my music I've just like learned from my mother, my father, my, my older sisters. I've had to listen to all their music uh, and then eventually got to my music. Well, so, this, this, is, this, is, um, this is how it, how it works. Is I grew up you know, listening to Neil Diamond and Dr Hook and I hated them as a kid. And now I'm 44. Yeah. I love Neil Diamond and Dr Hook and that's... Um, well, but, that's it. You might not, you might not believe this, but like since you've been certain songs you've been playing on your uh, your your program, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I quite like them. I like uh, Little Jackie. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you got to love Imani. Although, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, and quite, and I'd never really heard of them. I mean, I'm fifty odd year old. I'm an old part. Yeah, well, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, uh, but I'm beginning to appreciate some of them. My dad's died now, but some of my father's music, you know? Yeah. I mean, he used to like, I mean, you'll laugh, but he used to like Slim Whitman. Hey! And I'd... I'll remember you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, he, used to, he used to go out, have a skinful, come home, and then he plays music, and all we had were tone and volume. Yeah, yeah, so that was it. it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he used to play a full blast, and we all used to put it. I was same as you, thinking, God, never playing these no more, breaking me off. Now, I've actually gone out and bought CDs. There you and go, mate. Yeah, and... Nothing wrong, nothing wrong with a little bit <laughs> yeah. of slim. Uh, Terry, yeah. thanks for the call, mate. All right, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Go and buy a record player. You will not regret it. Well, unless you buy a crap one, and then you, uh, uh, you, then you might regret it. Um, Simon! Yo! Yo, Salmon. I'm very, very sweaty. I'm so. And I can see it. Pouring off me tonight. I think it's because I've had two cups of tea. That might be it. And also because the air conditioning in this bloody studio doesn't work. Why don't you bottle it and put it on eBay? I don't think you're allowed to sell bodily fluids on eBay anymore. You used to Uh, be able to, um, but you're not allowed. um, You're not allowed to do it anymore. I don't think. Those body parts. I think you can sell fluids. No, you can't. No, seriously, you can't. I'm just. I'm just checking. Um, Hmm. um, No, no. I'm going to spoil all the fun. What? Sorry. They spoil all the fun, don't they? They do. Spunk lube hybrid water-based silicon lubricant anal vaginal. <laughs> Wowzers. Um, thank you guys for your advice last night. What did we I, say? I can't uh, remember. Uh, about Twitter. 
Um, oh, yeah, you got the cab company. Yeah, yeah. I've got an extra 11 followers today. Hey. So that's good. So thank you for that. Um, where, where's Alan Caddick? Haven't heard him for a couple of days. Is he all right? Yeah, no, he's, he? ca- he's called him. What I like to do, Simon, is uh, like mm. to mix the voices around a bit, even if it makes my job a bit harder. And um, uh, Alan, I think, called in at the start of yesterday's show and today's show, and I've asked Sam to say, th- thank you, uh, uh, Alan, give us a call tomorrow. Alan, if he calls in tomorrow, he'll get on, as will Jonathan. But sometimes if people are calling a lot, nothing against them, I just like to mix <coughs> the voices up a little bit. That's fair enough. Yeah. Oh, I'm just a bit worried about him. That was all- and Jonathan got a complete uh, complete dressing down from Mr Wyatt earlier on. Which oh, was, uh, well... Uh, absolutely you'll, epic. You'll get short shrift from... Um, uh, but I keep making the mistake of, of when I meet new people, as I did today, and they say, so tell us about your radio show. Um, I always say, well, we, we have a mixture of callers. We ha- I know the first caller I always point out is racist Jonathan. Mm. And I'm starting to think maybe that's not the best advert for the show, pointing out. Uh, I, I go, but he's not always racist. Recently, he's been obsessed with Japanese um, wrestling. So, I, I don't know. I don't know if, I, if, if, if me mentioning him to strangers is the best advert for the show. I think there's definitely something wrong with that guy, but anyway. Yeah, no, there could be. Um, can I just regale you with a, a, a brief tale of cats? Yeah, go on. So, so I'm going to entitle this Cats and Cretins. Yes. I've had cats for about 15 years. Now, the people... I live in an upstairs flat, and I've got a flat underneath me. The people that live underneath me are... Well, uh, they're... they're uh, I, I wouldn't pee on them if they were on fire, to tell you wow. the truth. They're I don't... Two I honestly... I honestly don't think... I mean, it depends how big the fire is. I don't think my stream of urine would put a fire out if that's what it's meant to do. If it was meant to humiliate them further, then I don't think I would pee on anybody who was on fire. They're suffering enough Mm. for me to then urinate on them, um, and it would be like in their ear or their eye... That's just double mm. humiliation. No, you should be wrapping them in something and smothering the flames. Yeah. Urine's not going to help. Yeah. And also, if you... Re- and just for a second, if it is, yeah. if the phrase is, I wouldn't pee on them if they were on fire, is, is because you're saying, I wouldn't put out the fire, right? You'd want them to burn to death and die. Well, here's the thing for your enemies. If they burn for a bit and you, you smother them, they are going to be in pain for the rest of their lives. So you've got yeah. to weigh up... How much? You got to weigh up. What, what, I don't. You guys, I don't understand that phrase. Is what I'm trying to say. But yeah. I can tell you something. This has all gone very macabre. Yeah, very macabre. Yeah. Let's just say I don't hate many people as much as I hate those two. Okay. And the reason for that is because, um, or one of the reasons for that is because, um, I had I, I lost a couple of cats. Oh. To them not being able to keep their bloody hands to themselves and not feeding and encouraging my cats to go into their abode. Hang on, are you saying they stole your cats? Well, they didn't... I can't say steal. Obviously, cats will go to um, anywhere where they get a good deal, won't they? Well, do your cats live in that their house, their place now? They do now. Yes, they do now. Well, they've yeah. stolen your uh, cats, and I would go down yeah. there and I'd knock on the door and say, "Excuse me, um, I'm having them." 
You feed them again, and I will feed you a knuckle sandwich. You carry on after that, I'm getting the old bill round here. You see, the thing is, I don't like conflict. And especially if, if, it's, if it's around me, i.e. where yeah. I live. So I'm actively avoiding... I get that. I understand I that. Just, oh, I just got another retweet. There we go. Um, so it's a case of... I think... I mean, I, I know now I've dealt with things wrongly because it's worked to my detriment, uh, but my, it's always been a case of me of, you know, laugh it off and not, not really sort of make an but issue. But the thing with Mike, if it was my cat, It'll be the same as if they'd entice my boys round there with sweets. I go in and say, right, you're not having them, yeah. kids. They're mine. They've lived with me for ages. Yeah. They got my de- they've been chipped. I'm confusing cats with kids now. But it'll be the same if it was velvet. But yeah, I understand yeah. you don't like conflict, of course. So anyway, um Can you not I, give I them that... can you not give them better food and like see how they like them apples? Well it, it all happened. It all happened cats quite a long time apples. ago. I mean they're 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 knocking on now these cats and uh, you know, it's not gonna change. But um, it, it's more the principle of the thing. I mean, there's been a lot of other um, incidents over the years that, you know, they, they, that, that's not why I phoned in. No. Now, the, the thing um, that really sticks to my mind, or the thing that really irks me and really does bug me, I had another cat who was a very um, wayward, outdoory type cat. So yeah. she, would come, she would come home when she felt like it, and we, you know, I knew that was just her way, and she'd go off for days at a time. She'd always come home, etc., etc. Well, she would always try and get into their flat because yeah. obviously, and I've got a suspicion, and the suspicion is, and it is only a suspicion, but one of the two are uh, people are quite heavily into using certain drugs. Okay. And I was catnip. wondering are if Are they that, using catnip? They are smoke, they're smoking catnip. <laughs> wow. But I was wondering if that was part of the, the allure. I don't know. But anyway. So this, this cat would go off for days at a time, but she would always be trying to get into their flat. And they would wake up, because they've got a cat flat, because of the other two cats... They would wake up middle of the night and they'd find my other cat in there and they'd shoo her out and everything else. Yeah. Now, I got a knock on the door one day and uh, they said, you better come and have a look at... Now, the cat's cat's name was was Leapy. Yes. Don't ask me why. She just got christened Leapy. Yeah. So the the thing downstairs would refer to her as Lee. Right? Yes. So I get a knock on the door. You better come and have a look at Lee. Lee, there's something wrong with her. And she's in my flat. So I go in there. There's my cat. Quite clearly uh, unwell. And um, I made the decision <clears throat> to take the cat to the vet. Yeah. So because I was working the next day, they said, all right, look, well, we're, we're about tomorrow. We'll take it to the vet if you want, if it means you ain't got to take a day off work. And I sort of begrudgingly said, okay. Yes. So off they went to the vet. Anyway, it came back. This cat had a massive tumour. Uh-oh. And the the, um, the upshot of it was that there was only going to be one outcome, and that was, um, you know, goodbye. So they said, well, look, you know, we don't mind taking the board now admittedly it's partly my fault I should have stopped accepting it and stopped it happening but I didn't 
So they said, we don't mind taking her down to the vet to, to do the deed. And, you know, it means you don't have to do that and all this. And we're quite happy to do that. So I thought about it and said, yeah, OK, you've got my blessing that that, that needs to be done. So they did Well, they got the ashes back uh, a week or two later. And on the lid of the box was the word Lee Lee. Dude, there's, I know you hate confrontation, but the only way you're going to... the only you, you either have to suck it up and accept that they're cat thieves and um, the cat renamers and, you know, all of that mm-hmm. stuff, or, 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 or you, you know, you've got to choose discomfort over resentment and speak to them and say, guys, stop stealing my, my cats. It's, it's the principle of it. You know, the, the cat's name was not Lily. Regardless, well, you could call a cat whatever you want. But but, I, but, they, was... but that line had kind of been crossed, you know, ages ago. Yeah, I know. Was, it, yeah. was, it was Lily, you know, because they, they owned your cat. They stole your cat. And it's horrendous, <laughs> yeah. man. It's horrendous. And I get what you mean. Of course, no one likes conflict. And I, I've, I've had conflict with people I live next door to. And it, and it really, you know, it, it's really toxic. And it's it's really unpleasant, um, yeah. um, but so you either have to accept that that's what they do, and that's you know your cats go and live there, or you've kind of got to knock it on the head. I just kind of find it a bit bizarre that some people do the things they do. They don't seem to sort of understand yeah. basic rule, rules of life. Well, you know? I mean, but they some people here's, some people need the rules of life pointed out to them because they didn't learn it when they were younger. And uh, particularly if they're if they're stoned all the time, sometimes those rules of life can, for some people, get a little bit a little bit hazy. Um, and, and if you know, and if 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 your cat moves in with them, and you don't go and say, "Can I have my cat? And could you just could you just stop feeding it, please? Otherwise, I'm going to you know go to the police or something." If you don't lay that boundary down, then yeah. they'll think that it's acceptable to do that. They'll think you're not you're bothered. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And yet, secretly, I, I mean, oh, it's secretly. going on a bit now. I mean, I mean, it bugs me. It does yeah. bug me now. But back then, it, it, I was in bits. But well, here, here's the to... thing. Here's the only thing you can do, and this is what I would do in your, if I was in your situation. And this is my honest, my honest thing. And all I can do is share my truth. Is I would, I would now move. Um, well, at it, least it twenty miles, it. twenty miles away from them, and and start again, and never uh, yeah, I, yeah, I would move because I could, I can, you know. There's still other stuff as well, but I mean, this is like this is part. Oh, and of and before it, you and move, um, uh, on the day you move, push your shit through their letterbox. <laughs> I'm definitely thinking of something. <laughs> Simon, thank you very much indeed. Um, I would recommend you do that. If any conf- conflict with neighbours, the best solution I've found is move. And um, uh, on the day you move, uh, push your, uh, push someone else's faecal matter through the window. Uh, or, or, or if the window is open, um, or through the uh, letterbox. Make sure it's someone else's because DNA techniques these days are incredible. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. this is Talk Radio. Neon lit night talk for torch singers, trolley dollies and train wrecks like me. Mm. Never know just where the conversation will take you. What I'm going to say sounds ridiculous. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, You can give us a call at anything you want. We've talked about um, care homes sticking their beak in and um, uh, asking me what I'm going to be talking to my mum about Saturday lunchtime when I take her out for a coffee. The sheer gall of those absolute 
loons. Uh, we talked about um, all kinds of stuff. You know the score, guys. You can phone in about absolutely anything you want. Some guy keeps asking me on Twitter. He's asked me about five times. Um, do you still let people call in about mental health? People can call in about anything. People can call in about absolutely anything. That's the... Um, the thrust of this show, and maybe I need to make it a little bit clearer. There are, there are no. If you want to call in about Trump, if you want to call in about Brexit, um, then you can do. I, I would request that you have something new and unusual uh, to, you know, something different to um, say about it. Can I make a request as well? Yes. If you are going to do that, um, can it be a conversation rather than a monologue? Oh. Because we're a radio station where we will, you know ask you questions about your views rather than just letting you go off on one. Uh, we've got three live shows coming up. Two of them are sold out. One's in March, sold out. Brighton, sold out. Uh, one's in April, London, sold out. April the 1st, 6 o'clock in the evening, 6 till 8. 100 people coming. Don't do it on that day. It's Easter Sunday. Well, you, sold out. Sorry, church. Uh, uh, but the one that hasn't sold out, f- uh, February... Hang a minute. Am I working then? Oh no, I'm not working then, but I'm working. I'm doing GMTV the next day, so I've got to drive back. Got to drive back straight after to um, to do it. But so Sunday, February the twenty fifth, uh, we're going to be at the Rondo Theatre. Catherine and I will be appearing at the Rondo Theatre in Bath, um, and then I'm driving straight back to London to be on GMTV in the morning. Guys, uh, but that's the only one that's not sold out, and uh, I, I, we're not still not sure what we're going to do. Whether we, I mean, because this will basically we'll have like um, about by the end of April, we'll have about four months worth of shows left. Um, and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I want to do any more. I, I enjoyed Belfast, I enjoyed Luton, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Luton, I enjoyed Belfast, I enjoyed Dublin a lot, but I don't know if if that's I don't know if I want to be doing the rabbit hole when I'm seventy. Jeez. No, I don't know if I don't know if it's what I, I don't know if I if I want to do it anymore. I don't, so I don't. We're going to think about yeah. it. Um, I, I would like to do one in Glasgow. I would like to do one in Edinburgh because we, we we've said about Scotland. Um, but um, I just don't know. I just don't know what to do with myself. Um, I, I need. I'm waiting. For the next uh, uh, wash of inspiration. That's what I'm waiting for. The next good idea. Yeah, I'm getting very um, discouraged easily at the moment. And um, maybe that's because I'm maybe that's because I am crap. I have to bear that in mind. Um, what do you mean? Who's getting? Ha- I just get, I find myself getting I, all the nice things that get, that get yeah. said um, wash over. Oh. And the odd nasty thing is what embeds. You've been hanging out with me too long. You've you've taken on my M.O. Mm. That well. means modus operandi. It's Latin for mode of operation. <laughs> no, which actually doesn't make sense. You've, you've you've copied my mode of operation. I've not copied you. Maybe I've just got my independent insecurity. You've copied me. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> you've copied me. Um, well, you shouldn't. You were funny. Oh, I, I don't know anyway, I'm not going to believe it. So okay, fine. I need to either sort myself out or um, make a decision. Okay, fine. Well, hang on, no, 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 hang on. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving first. You can't leave before me. I've already left. Oh God. Um, well, that that would be uh, okay. 
Um, but so anyway, the rabbit hole. If you want to get it, it's on Acast. It's on iTunes. It's your usual podcast providers. And don't forget, and I haven't mentioned this for ages. There's a podcast of this show. We do a daily best of podcast, and mm-hmm. I've not really mentioned those for ages. And I should mention them because. Uh... And you can get the whole thing. You can go online to talkradio.co.uk. Yes. We're not going to podcast the whole thing ever, because then there will be no radio show. Because if everyone shifts over to yeah. what, to that, then yeah. there's no reason for us to be here. Yes. Um, yes. So hello, there. hello, Matt. Good evening, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, Matt. What have you got for us? Uh, well, first of all, I've been uh, listening to your uh, story about uh, the care home. Uh, you have my sympathies. I, I hope that gets resolved. Thank you, Matt. Uh, it, 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 will, it will do. I will go out for yeah, the piece with, with, with my mum for the one show, and they, mm-hmm. can, go and, uh, they can go and get knotted. <laughs> that's it. That's, uh, that's it. They can F themselves up the A-H. Whoa! I wouldn't go that far, young man. Well, I think you should. OK. Yeah. Um, so I called last night to complain about Tinder. Oh, yes. And uh, today I think I might have met the love of my life <laughs> Absolute. <laughs> I mean, God, from one extreme to the other, exactly. it sounds like a, a stable basis for oh, yeah. a oh, relationship. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all over the normal stable basis for a relationship. Stable basis so, is where I'm at. So just to recap, yesterday Matt said he'd been mooching around on Tinder, yeah. really just to see if anyone fancied him. But he didn't. Yeah. Re- but you didn't really want to pick up with anyone. No, and I didn't think anyone would fancy me either because, you know, I've got a face like a bag of smashed... A-holes. Who would who would play you in a film of your life? A realistic Ooh, one. Ooh, um, Jack Black, but with considerable prosthesis. Oh, where? Oh, well, around the groin. <laughs> Smaller. Wowzers. Go on then. Yeah. Go on. The pepper so, army. So, t- <laughs> um, tell us what happened today then. So I'm not going to say her name because um, I'm sure I certainly won't listen because who does? But um, uh, <laughs> um, she's from the north, so you know I'm cultured. Um, what? Hang on a minute. You, does she live in the north <laughs> or does she live near you? Because you had a 30-kilometre radius. I'm in the north. I'm in the north. I'm, okay. in, I'm in Manchester. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's near to here. Although um, I am planning on moving out towards the Peak District. Although I got, uh, I lost a flat that I was looking at oh, buying. All right, all right, mate. I don't want your life story. Oh, I'm as, just going to flag this Gary, up. As Gary Jacobs would say, I'm just going to flag this all up. Right. Peak District. Right. Peak District right. is still the north. So it is still the north. It's kind of north right. middle. I'm not interested. I couldn't give a stuff. All Get right. on with this well, story yeah, for crying out loud. You're, you're, you're racist towards the north. Yes. You know. Get on with it. Um. um so uh, anyway, so um, I was kind of uh, you know, very jaded about the whole thing and thinking that everyone was – all the profiles I was seeing was like, what do you – you know, things that you like doing. Oh, I like going to the gym and playing with my cat and stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, can you get a life? Yep. Anyway, so I found somebody today who um, has a very similar sense of humour. Who is lazy, doesn't go to the gym and kills cats. No, it goes to the gym, but I just don't think it's worth mentioning. Well, how do you know they go to the gym? Well, they may not. I mean, uh, you know, I do, but I don't talk about it. You it's just the, mentioned you know, it now. You're oh, the man going on about it. You were not on my profile. Contradictions. So, so, yeah, yeah, devil's advocate. Well done. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm getting bored with that. It's just going on forever. So anyway, he's met someone. This is good, good for him. Well done. He's got yeah, the love of his life. Jeez, she, we, we need to phone her up. And tell her there's a, he's a psychopath. She'll find out. Yeah, yeah I'm sure she will. Evening, George. Hi, um, can I just say my heart is going like the clappers at the moment. Um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about um, anxiety. It was me who tweeted you. Oh, yeah, yeah, well. you go on. 
Um, you can call him. You can call him about anything you want, fella. And it's the weirdest thing phoning up a radio station. I know, and your heart, yeah. I'm afraid, will not slow down until this phone call ends. Particularly if you're phoning <laughs> up to say that you've got anxiety. Well, well done. You've you've just done the, one of the most anxiety-inducing things you can. Phoning up a national radio station. But we will get through this together, George. I promise. Thank you. Yeah, I've been thinking about calling up for days, but like, I haven't really got around to it. Um. I suffer with uh, social anxiety disorder. I like got diagnosed with it last week. Yeah, and I just wanted to know, like, if you have any coping mechanisms and stuff for like feeling like that. For what? For give me, give me, um, describe a situation that would uh, that you would hate. Uh, well, at sixth form at the moment. I, I fell out with my friendship group, and so I can't really handle going into lessons and stuff anymore, and I really want to get my A-levels done and stuff yeah. like that, and just can't really do it. Um, yeah, that's a big one, man. Um, now, when you say you fell out, is it, like, toxic? Is there, like, you know, kind of anger, or is it just not talking? It's, it was just because they fell out with um, someone else, and I thought the same things happened to me, so... My fault, really, but it's like I've well, seen their true colours. Yeah, well, isn't that interesting? You're, 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 you're doing what I do and going, oh, it's my fault, really. When, when actually, uh, 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 at worst, it'll be 50-50. You know, at worst, that's what it'll be, because, um, you know, it, it takes two people to split up a friendship and it takes two people to kind of make one work. Um, it takes two to tango, yeah. It takes two to tango, George. Don't do any tangoing. It's a terrible dance. Um, well, OK, well, so what options are... Open to you then. How, if you want, you want, you want to do these A levels and do well in these A levels. Uh, yeah. What? What? Uh, how? How are you going to make that work then? If you can't go into well, class. I'd, at the moment, I'm just currently thinking like, there's not a way out of it. I mean, I know there is, but it's just like I've, I'm on a waiting list for CBT therapy, but that's going to take like three yeah. months. It takes three months, and I don't really have that time. No. Yeah. Well, here's my suggestion. Um, move house and put a poo through their letterbox. That was what I would do. <laughs> no. Um, aye, it's a tough one, man. All right. The, 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 some of the, the, the practical thing that works for me is meditation, okay? Meditation is... is, is and yeah. I've, I've done it for ages, but I'm, when I was in the jungle and it was a toxic environment, man, It was a, which I imagine is what your classroom could be like. I don't know. But it was a toxic environment and I would have to sit within very close proximity of people who I knew disliked me intently. And um, th- th- one of the things I did was I uh, meditated. So I don't know if you know how to do it. I would recommend the Headspace app, uh, yeah. of, which you can download for free, um, and which is brilliant, all right? And so that's like a, that's a practical thing you can do where it's not going to cure everything at all, but it makes me feel better. It's made a lot of other people feel better, and it's it's give me a little bit of clarity sometimes when it comes to dealing with yeah. with arseholes. Um, <laughs> another thing that I, that I do, but I've only kind of developed this in the last few years, and uh, it, I, fi- it, it, I find it really hard, but maybe if I'd heard about it when I was younger, it would have worked for me, is I pretend that I am the kind of person who is good in those situations. Because some people are good in those situations, right? 
Yeah, uh, some people uh, make it. Yeah, well, not fake it to make it. A lot, of, a lot of people fake it. And what I do, I, I did this at the National Television Awards. I did it when I came for the interview for this job. I did it when I had the the meeting about possibly going in the jungle. I did it when I was in the jungle a lot. Is I pretend I am someone who is good at being in that environment, whatever that environment is. And um, it, 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 it sounds nuts, but it actually helps. It works. It g- gives me um, confidence. I, I can't do it for extended periods. It doesn't work when I go to parties. I can't, still can't do parties. Yeah. Um, but it, w- w- and in the classroom, would I be right in thinking that the only really awkward bits... Right, the, the, right. The, the most awkward bits, because they'll be awkward. They'll be really awkward. They'll be like the most awkward bits would be going into the classroom and coming out of the classroom. Would that be right? Because during the the lesson, yeah. you're kind of focused on the lecturer and the books. Even, even the smallest things, like sit where I sit in the classroom, and that is is what's making me really anxious. And then, like once I'm in the lesson and I get in that space, I'm still a bit shaky and yeah. a bit heart palpitating, but. I can get to it. So, mm. yeah, it is the small thing. Yeah, OK. What What do you... Um, right, the, the, heads up, the CBT, you're not going to get that for months. And I think... Am I right that you only get it for three months as well on the NHS? Uh, honestly, I have no idea. OK. Um, and I, I love talking therapies. I think they're brilliant. Um, but I'm really lucky that I can pay for them. And I've not used them on the NHS, and I've heard mixed things. Some people are brilliant, and some people aren't so brilliant. You know, yeah. you've got to kind of click. So I wouldn't put all your eggs into that basket because that ain't going to cure you. That yeah. might make things a little bit easier. It ain't going to cure you. Um, oh man, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, well, and I'm I, and I'm also painfully aware. I do remember being in my late teens, and. Um, there's there's just so much more different stuff that you've got to contend with when you're 16, 17 than you've got to contend with when you're 44. It's different stuff. I've got to contend with yeah. bills and mortgages and um, th- um, giving time to my kids and, and, and work. And the stuff that you've got to contend with is completely different, um, but equally as important and equally as, as all-consuming, you know. Um, have you got any friends there that you can talk to? Well, for for me, it's quite lucky because it's only at school that it's actually affecting me. I've got a good group of friends, but we I moved house, so I live like about an hour and a half away from where I used to. Right. So I'm just a lot of it's me being isolated. Yeah, of course, that's a that's a tough thing at any age, man. Um, I don't have the answer, George. I don't have the answer. Um, I, I, I do know that you can do it. Yeah, I know you can do it, and and I think I know I can do it, there but there's go. just that little doubt. Yeah, that overtakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, meditate. If you know, if, even if before you go into the classroom, you go and sit in the toilets, and you just you just count your breathing for twenty seconds. It will just it for me. It just gives me an air. It just slows things down a little bit, and for me. You mentioned the heart palpitations. They've died down a bit now, haven't they, on the phone call? Yeah, no, they're completely gone. Boom. So, and this is a really stupid... It's a pre-recording news, isn't it? It's going to be a bit late. These, and this is a really, you know, hyper-intense 
um, situation. So if in the space of, like, I think you've been off about four minutes, right? If in the space of four minutes you can um, get your heart rate down, as you have done, and have an intelligent conversation, and there will be loads of people listening who are nodding and going... I'll tell you what they'll also be doing, and this will be interesting, is they'll be going, he doesn't sound nervous, he doesn't sound anxious... Um, and it's, it's just, and I'm saying that just to highlight that the the image that we put out or that people perceive of us um, can be really misleading, you know, because you you sound confident to me, you don't sound anxious to me. And well, thank you very much. Well, no, it's it, I'm not, well, I'm not saying it as a compliment. I'm saying it as as as, as a fact. You don't, right? Yeah. Um, and it it shows that you can do things that you didn't think you could and it shows that other people are not able to read your thoughts and your actions as uh, easily as perhaps you, as you, as perhaps you think they can if that makes sense they're not yeah. going to they're not going to most people won't know that inside you're going oh my god i want to die this is awful this is awful this is awful that they yeah. won't they won't they won't most people won't know it Hard, like, i doubt anyone would know it yeah, but it's just when you think that they do. <laughs> yeah, I know, and that's the nuts thing, though. That's the nuts thing. Uh, actually, I think CBT will be really good for you because it's it's a lot of it is having those circular conversations, and and you know, someone who's generally very sensible highlighting why those conversations are crazy and why yeah. that thinking is is not right. You know, is is, is why that thinking is a little bit. Uh, they won't say nuts, obviously, because they're. Okay. I'm not allowed to say nuts, but yeah. um, but they, they will they will highlight inconsistencies inconsistencies in your thinking and help you um, look at certain issues and problems another way. You can yeah. do that. You can do this, man. I know you can do this. Thank you very much, Ian. Um, you at school tomorrow? Um, well, oh. I haven't been in properly for two weeks, but I went in and spoke to a counsellor today. Oh well, that's good. All right, well that's good. Um, my suggestion is you go in tomorrow if you feel up to it, and because two weeks is a long time in A level. Yeah, I don't want to fall behind. No, yeah. exactly, man. And if it two weeks become three weeks, then three weeks becomes a month, and then you're thinking about writing the whole year off, and um, that would not be the end of the world. It wouldn't be the end of your life, but it would. It would. Uh, you know, it it would perhaps not be the best choice you could make. I know, I know. I've just got to get into that mindset and psych myself up. Yeah, well, maybe that's what you've got to do. I don't know if psych yourself up is necessarily the right way to go either, because... Uh, I think just to get into the situation, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, um, my suggestion, go to school tomorrow, and if you don't like it, um, come home at lunchtime, but but give it a go. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not, I won't think any less of you if you don't. I've got to go, because I'm really late for the news. It's all right. Thank you very much for talking to me. Hey, nice one, man. Take, give us a call again. Let us know how it's going. Will do. I'm Thank thinking you. of you, George. Take care, brother. Um, this is, we're really late for the news. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
I don't, I don't get. I've never seen Glee. Um, I don't um, know who Puck is. I used to like it, Glee. Okay. Um, right. And um, there's a the, 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 the chap that played him is, is, um, is looks like he's, he's killed himself just a week before he was due to appear in court, um, charged with having, I believe, it's something like fifty thousand um, images of children being abused on his computer. And there's a real mix on Twitter of um, some people doing the... Um, oh, it's such a shame that, that Puck has died. To other people saying, oh, good, good riddance to whoever. I mean, the best one I saw was someone saying, I'm not going to comment either way, but I'm just going to, you know, spend, spend a moment sending my thoughts to the family who, have, you know, who have suffered... Twice, mm. you know, as a result of the the, the 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 arrest and these these horrific images being found on their son, brother, whatever you know, cousins, computer, and then the death. And so for the, for the family, it's tough. But even our own um, showbiz correspondent at Talk Radio, Johnny Seifert, has tweeted: "Puck from Glee has sadly passed away." I don't know if it is. A... <sighs> also, it's not Puck. <sighs> Puck's a character. Puck is still alive, guys. Puck is still Puck is still out there doing whatever it was Puck used to do. Um, Puck from Glee has sadly passed away. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Oh, I went a bit. Who was that? Who's that? Cosmo and Dibs again. I thought it was Scylla. Oh, oh and yeah. Oh, oh, I'm Scylla Black. Surprise, oh, surprise. Oh, I'm Scylla Black. Oh, I'm Scylla Black. Oh, would you like to go on? Would you like to go on a date to Tenerife? I'm still a black. Um, there we go. Oh, three four four four. No, no, my thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than um, uh, welcome to. Um, Andre. Hi, Ed. Hi, Kath. Are you feeling all right? Oh, bravey. A little bit less economical with words, Snipecast. Well, it's just that, no, I've given you more words. She's, Normally no, you say, no, who's that? No, you, he's you're right. right. You're a little bit less economical, economical with, with words, words tonight. Right, he's yeah. right. Yeah. He's right. very wise. He's throwing about like there's no well, tomorrow. Word wise. See, the thing is, there's a few more sentences to the blooming lung, lung fall, isn't there? Of oxygen. Sorry? There's a few more sentences coming out, sentences coming out to the lung full of oxygen. Anyway, who's that? Who's that? Who's what? There we go. Go on, what? Yes, on, hello, Andre, good evening. I'll a question with a question. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, go on. Yes, hello, Ian. Yes, yeah. Andre. 
You, I don't know if you know this, but you're actually live on the radio now. Yeah, I know that, yeah. Okay. I, well, you said I was welcome to call in, so I'll, I'll yes. put you up on it. OK, no, that's fine. But you're on the radio now. You know that, yeah? Yeah. Right. Yeah. OK, right. So, um, do, do you think that this conversation is um, is good enough to be on the radio? Well, it's not bad, is it? Well, it's not good, is it? Whoa, how many out of ten would you give it? Three. Oh, that's generous. Yeah. I'm in a generous oh. mood. Oh, then, well, give us five, then. Well, no, I'm not that generous. I'm being, three is generous. I mean, really, it's a one. Five is decadence. You wouldn't get um, Dotton doing or, uh, d- doing this on, on BBC London. You wouldn't get... Um, well, you I'm a get... bit disappointed with the scores here. Okay. I was expecting a nine, 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 five, nine, eight, and all okay. saying all that's that, a, you know that, what yeah. I mean? But you haven't, you, you, you haven't even done anything yet. Well, what do you want me to do? I can't be and do a dance. I can see it. Okay. I can sing. Well. Here we go. Here we go. Can, can you sing a mournful ballad? Because when you do, there's something that. Just... Oh, oh, I've got one sprung straight to my right. Huh? Um... <sighs> Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. A really dreamy day, so I'll meet you at the cemetery gates. Keep saying yay to on your side. Stop, 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 stop. Wild, stop. Wild, wild stop. 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 Morrison. Stop! Yeah, go on. Right. <laughs> Your comic timing is incredible. Um, yeah. Can you not sing along to the record? I haven't got... I'm, I ain't got no song. I ain't got no lappy in here. <laughs> or songs or anything. Lappy. Oh, lappy, yeah. I lappy idea. Uh, lappy. I've never heard anyone refer to it as a lappy. Although I have heard someone refer to um, a laptop dancing club before. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, laptop dancing. Nah, uh, laptop is a lappy. Yeah, OK, right, fine. All right. Yeah. So you haven't got... Because I, I think the songs really work from you when, you, when you've got the lappy there. Bit of, bit of lappy. All right, I'll set the lappy up for tomorrow. Then. Yeah, I'll better go, cause, uh, and uh, I'll give you a song tomorrow, yeah? No, nice talk to you. Re- it must be. Thank you. Thanks very much. Good night, Cass. See ya. Good Bye. night, caller. See ya. Yeah. Wowzers. Um, it, <laughs> didn't actually say anything. No, that's, um... Oh, dear. That's going to be a big one. Hang on, I'm going to click my thumb. Oh! Oh, oh, oh. Um, for one night only, Pi Love You, lovers can enjoy a four-course romantic dinner for two on Valentine's Day. In Greg's. The High Street four-course romantic dinner for two on Valentine's Day in Greg's. I'd be up for that. I would. I would be totally up for that. I want, in fact, I'm so up for it, I'm wondering if I keep saying it, if Greg's will give me um, uh, a romantic dinner for one on Valentine's Day, for, just for me. I'd rock up in Greg's, do it. I'd be suited there and booted. There isn't a Greg's near here, is there? Too posh. Too posh, around here. Uh, the high street chain is turning selected bakeries. Oh, this is, this is flipping. Ge- this is genius. This is genius. Listen to this. Traditional. Uh, the high street chain is turning selected bakeries into candlelit restaurants for one night only. One night. One night in heaven. One night. One night. One night in Greg's. 
Traditional Greg's favourites, including cheese and onion puff pastry parcels, will be brought to the tables by staff. No, sausage rolls, all I want. Four courses, right? You get coffee and Prosecco. Have a guess how much. 20 quid. Oh, it's it's 15 quid per person. No, 15 quid per couple. What? 15 quid. That's incredible. Five shops in Manchester, Glasgow, London, Newcastle and Cardiff are taking part with bookings available through Open Table from February the 7th. A spokesperson for the High Street Giant alarm. said, for the first time in our history, we wanted to offer the public the opportunity to enjoy their Valentine's Day evening in the comfort of their local Greggs. Yes. They added, whether they are on a first date or have been married for 30 years, we guarantee it will be a night to remember. Here we go. This is going to be this. This would be the horniest night of all, right? If you were on Tinder and you fa- you had a table booked and you got a Tinder sex partner and you said we're going to we're going to go to we're doing this in style and you met them at Greg's, you had a four course meal, and then you went back to um, uh, a premier inn. For another sausage roll. For exactly. And by that she means the sausage would be the penis and the roll would be sex. <laughs> here's, the, here's the menu. Here's the menu. Starter. Canapes, including seasoned pork and puff pastry slider. Oh. And steak and blue cheese en croute. That, means, that just means in pastry. <laughs> I think we're going to hear the phrase puff pastry quite a lot. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of beige. Main. Greg's puff pastry parcels <laughs> with oven roasted spiced potato slices. Again, Chips. beige. Yeah. Dessert. Here we go. <laughs> Dessert. <laughs> Just. Let me guess. Go on. Is, is beige than, than what you're thinking? <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, it can't be ice cream. Um... I mean, it's genius what they've done. Right. Go on. A brochette of miniature donuts. Oh you get beige, huh? Paired with a rich butterscotch sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, how can we make this beige? It's not beige enough. Butterscotch. Boom. Boom. <laughs> and then petty fours and coffee. I don't mm. know what that means. It means little beige things. Right. Belgian dark chocolate brownie, raspberry and almond bite, and caramel shortbread. To drink Italian Prosecco, soft drinks, still or sparkling mineral water. 15 quid a cup. That's all right. I know it'd be a laugh. And I bet you know what? I bet it'll be. I bet you'd have a really good night there. I bet you'd have a cracking night in Greg's. Okay, they say it was candle litters. Well, they did, didn't they? Oh, I bet that's brilliant. They are geniuses. They are absolutely. Greg. Uh, is a genius. I love Greg. Whoever he may be. Uh, the switchboard is empty. We've got another 40 minutes to go. If you want to call in and uh, play, you can. 0344 499 1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, 0344 499 1000. Uh, evening, Paul. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm very well, Paul. Thank you. What have you got for us? I just got some good news for you and Kath. There is a Greg's not far from where you are. Is there whereabouts? Lower Marsh. Do you know Lower Marsh? Um, yeah, I do. That's near the studio, the TV studios. Uh, no, come out of 
tall sport. Yeah. Turn right onto the cut. You know where the young Vic is? Yeah. Yes. Go straight across the road there, as if though you're going into the Waterloo Station, and carry on straight, and there's a... Uh, Greg's in the market there. I know exactly where it is. I drive past it every night. Now, all we need is for it to be one of the participating stores. Oh, and we're going to have the night of our lives. Live. It, be- I've got- it better be. Earl's Court, there's a 24-hour one as well, opposite the station. Is there? Oh, yes. <laughs> it is so wrong, but it's so right, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, the sausage rolls are nasty, but they're amazing. They're the best. They're incredible, they're incredible. Uh, I, 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 I would enjoy it. If, someone, <laughs> I, if, if I were courting and someone said, oh, we're, we're going to, uh, I've booked you a table at a restaurant and you've got to dress up smart, and I did, and I rocked up and it was Greg's, I'd love it. I think that was a great call. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. A pal of mine, we was eight years ago, and he met a bird, and he told her he had a two-seater Merc. Yeah. So she was like, oh, she's telling all her mates he's going to pick me up in his two-seater Merc. And he picked her up in his two-seater Merc, but it was a van. Hey, that'll do it. <laughs> and what did she think? Oh, it never... It never the second date didn't, uh, didn't happen, she was uh, saying. Well, do you know what? I think it's it sorts the wheat from the chaff, doesn't it, that kind of thing? You find out whether or not they're a keeper or not. Paul? It didn't help either, because when they was in the pub, the England match was on, and he was looking over her shoulder watching the game. All right, well, that, that, I'm sorry. I, I've got a sense of humour, but I won't bother with that. Paul, listen, thank you very much for that. I've just been sent some shocking news, OK? Uh, this is from the, the Mail Online. This is seriously shocking, right? Mail Online from March of last year. Son of Greg's bakery founder, 75. Their last name is Greg. Is jailed for 13 and a half years. No. For, yeah, for indecently assaulting young lads. Oy. Of course, that doesn't in any way have any impact on the fact I'm still going to go to Greg's, mm. but um, this goes to show. Um, uh, uh, um, but their last name is Greg. Uh, Colin Greg, 75, res- formerly respected head teacher of private school. But I bet Greg's isn't even owned by Greg's anymore, is it? I bet um, Greg, who is the son of the famous baker John Greg, John Greg, what a what a guy. Um, um, I was just I just want to find out um, if Greg's is owned by Greg's. Let me wiki him. Oh, we don't. We just, we just don't know, guys. We just don't know. But that's a, a sad, uh, a sad end to that um, that story. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome. I will tell you what we'll do for the last thirty five minutes. We'll take calls straight to air. We'll do that, um, and um, we'll just sit back and relax. And um, let's just wait and see if anyone calls in, shall we? Shall we? Yeah. I've got nothing. Um, um, I've just read something that's changed. Well, I mean, it's rocked my world. Go on, what? Greg's opened their first drive-thru in June last year. Yeah. Guess where? Luton. Where was I introduced to Greg's? I don't know. Being pushed round the precinct at Salford. Yes. With a Greg's dobby in my mouth in a pushchair. Salford, Greater Manchester, yep, yep, yep. Earlham Gateway service station. Yeah. You can get a drive-through. We've, we've you don't talk- even have to stretch your legs we've to get that. We've talked about the drive-through before. Oh my god! We've talked. With the, I mean, some of the best. This is why what makes Britain great is why I voted um, Brexit 
so we can get back our sovereignty and we can have more drive-through Greggs, the drive-through Chippy that we mentioned the other day. I mean, my, my thing was when I saw they'd invented drive-through Starbucks and things. It was like, what the heck? There's one. There's a drive-through Costa on the North Circular. I'll tell you this: drive-through um, Starbucks on the M, one of the M's. It saves you burning up all those precious calories, doesn't it? Just line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Hello, line one. Hello, it's uh, Rob here. Hello, Rob here. Hello, I uh, tweeted you earlier about the uh, through the keyhole key. Oh, right. So it, <laughs> we were talking about tap that you've got from celebrities yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And this, this and Rob has got a very, very precious metals indeed. Rob, would you like to tell the listeners what it is you've got? Well, I co-own uh, Joe on. Guest uh, through the keyhole key. Joe Guest um, uh, model... And um, uh, through the, I've, I spent a wonderful evening in the company of Joe Guest many, many years ago, and she invited me back to hers for a nightcap, yep. and I bottled it. And he only mentions it every time. Yeah, well, no, it was it was because she was uh, she is um, she's you know was, was a very important woman for a lot of men growing up. She got very poorly, didn't she, Joe Guest? Uh, yes, yes, that's why she had to uh, sell her key see, to see. her. Yeah, it's a shame. It's, it's, it's a real shame. She got very, very poorly. And, um, uh, yeah, when, when you've got to start selling knickknacks like that, it's um, a thing. Mm. All right, well, you say you co-own it. How much did it did uh, Joe, Ke- Joe Guest's Through the Keyhole Key cost? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think it was about... Uh, <laughs> Must have been about a couple of hundred quid. Wow, flipping it, man! You went for it. Yeah, I went. Um, I co-own it with my brother. Yeah, I do. Well, where does it live then? Where does this through the keyhole? Where does Joe Guest's through the keyhole key live? Uh, it lives on the bookcase in my uh, flat. It does. Okay, so but what do, uh, do you live with your brother? Uh, no, no, no. I don't live with my brother, but he uh, regularly visits me. He but comes to visit. Well, is he visiting you, Rob, or is he visiting the key? Uh, <laughs> a, a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a long time listener to yours from the LBC days. Oh, nice one. Did we, did we ever speak at LBC? Yeah, I was your uh, correspondent. Well, was... well, correspondent for what? Don't just say correspondent, sunshine. What were you the correspondent for? TV Times in human form. Oh, I remember you. Yes, I, I remember yes. you. Yes, the old, the old fruitcake. Well, Rob, uh, thanks, thanks for letting us about Joe Guests. Thanks for letting us know okay. about her key. Okay, thank Cheers, you. Cheers, mate. Ta I think I, um, I, she was such a lovely girl, Joe Guest. And I have to, it's, it's terrible. She's got this illness. And I, I don't think they, for, for ages, they couldn't diagnose it. Um, and I think it made a. It was. It, if I've got this right, it was like ME kind of symptoms, lethargic and, and unable to move. And I think it was painful, and, and um, she couldn't work. And mm. obviously, she ended up selling selling um, stuff like that, which is um, which is a shame. Um, I wonder what she's up to now. Um, line one, you're on the wireless. Hi, Ian. Hi, Cass. Hello. How are we? All right. Who's that? It's Simon. What you got for us, Simon? JL last night, just going back twenty four hours. Yes, you missed one of your best. You missed one of your best mates from the jungle. Um, Dennis White, no. Uh, <laughs> um, Shappy, no, I can't think of of, of anyone uh, from the jungle who began with JL. Jamie Lomas. Uh, no, yeah, no, we were talking about celebrities. I'm joking. Oh. You're absolutely right. Of course, Jamie. Jamie will be at the 
top of that list. He's a, he's a fine figure of a man and a wonderful actor. Of course, Jamie will be at the top of that list. Thank you. Thank you, Simon. Ian, your name has been mentioned today in a forum. Emma Willis is not very well. She presented Big Brother's Night with a very bad sore throat. Yeah, she's got a croaky... We, we watched that. She's got a croaky throat. You could see it the moment yeah. she, it went. It's because she's standing outside and she'll have to do a lot of shouting out there. And it's, and it's um, yeah, it's going, so, unfortunately. And one of the, the forum I read was who's going to replace her for the final Friday. <laughs> your name came up a lot. Yeah, I Wouldn't know. Would you love to welcome her? I, I, I go on these forums and, and, and post my own name in the hope <laughs> that, that uh, a producer will be looking and, and will give me work. Um, it, 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 it ain't going to be me, unfortunately, Simon. I suspect my... I, 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 I'll be honest, I'm a little bit... Because um, I did Big Brother shows for years, like, as a guest yeah. and then as a presenter and then as, like, a regular guest. And blah, blah, and I, they let me go maybe three or four years ago. And... um. I'm a little disappointed they've not asked me on as a guest again to do one of the little... You know, not, not doing a regular thing, but just to go on, yeah. you know, once or twice during the series. I'm a little bit disappointed that they've kind of... They've not done that, if I'm honest. I think the bit on the side programme's a bit of a mess, to be honest, this series. It's, um, I think it always has been a bit, though, hasn't it? It's a bit sort of a... Oh, yeah, it's a bit of a car crash, but then that's that was what why I enjoyed doing the spin-off show because i like the fact that it was it was a car crash and it was a bit of a freak show and you know it, it could talking, kick off sometimes yeah. talking of spin-off shows every year they change who's presenting i'm a celebrity jungle extra bit yeah you've got to be up for it next year you've got a bit of a chance oh no it'll be um it'll be tough next year wouldn't it it'll be uh, i mean i don't joe joe swash will stay um, yeah. Scarlet's brilliant. Scarlet's brilliant. I imagine it'll be it, Scarlet. It might be the same people. I yeah, reckon it it'll be Scarlet and Toff. Joel. Um, well, I, I I wonder if Joel. I don't know. Joel, Joel sounds like he's very, very busy. Mm. I don't know. Um, I, I, I reckon they'll have Toff on there, definitely. Uh, I, I yeah. imagine they'll ask me out there, you know, to go and do a week of shows, which yeah, I've yeah. done before. Yeah. I, I, you know, they might ask me to do that. And we'd see, because it's a long way to go for just a week and it would mean not doing this. And I, I don't know. We'll see. I thought Joel was a brilliant guest when you had him in the other week. He's great, isn't he? Any chance- any chance of when you're off on holiday for a week, he'd come, he'd come and do your get show? Out of, get out of here. Having that. What is this about? Not having that. That guy's obsessed with people. That guy's obsessed with other people doing other people's jobs. He's a stirrer. Isn't he? Um, oh, we'll take call straight to air for the last half hour of the show. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Kind of is it what day is it? Today? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've been thinking it's like Wednesday or Thursday. It feels later in the week than it actually is. Um, um, so we'll take calls straight to it. See how we get on. Let's go to line three. Line three. You're on the wireless. Hello. Good morning, Ian. Uh, good morning, Kath. I just uh, like to be the first one to wish everybody a happy Easter. Happy Easter. What, what are you talking about, man? That's not... A, it's just hung up. What? What an absolute... We don't end. accept your happy Easter. No. Um, line two, you're on the wireless. How you doing? How you doing, guys? Doing very, very uh, well. I've got a song for you. Yes. I want candy. John Candy. I thought you was coming on. John Candy, unfortunately, um, has had to be postponed. 
It was. We, it was going to be um, um, the Talking Dead, and we were going to have John Candy on this evening, and I'm afraid to say that due to um, severe traffic on the um, uh, spiritual elevator highway, that he is unable to come on this week. But he'll be on soon. Yeah. That is a promise. Oh, okay. we, I promise you we're going to get John Candy on this show. That is happening. That will be tomorrow. Yeah, OK. Th- thanks so much for calling and pointing out <laughs> inconsistencies. Ah, oh, man alive. So there's this moon. Oh, the bloody moon. Hey, what's your language? What's it called? Poor old Nick knows. Tearful Nick, Nick heads home to sort mess. It's called life, Nick. It's, it's a really strange story. It's a Nick, Nick, who's currently in America doing charity work. Is he? That's what it says in there. Um, so. <laughs> you will only see it once in a blue moon. Oh, gee. There will be an unusual sight in the sky tomorrow night. The first blue moon for two and a half years. So, quite recent then. The spectacle has classed as... Right. OK. But do you know what... Right, so, right. A blue moon. Do you know what a blue moon is? No. It's the, so, it's nothing special. It's the second full moon in a calendar month. Oh. That's all it is. Oh. That is all it is. Why it blue? nothing special. Um, it'll go back to something historical. But this one will also be a supermoon appearing about 14% bigger and 30% brighter as it reaches its closest point to Earth. Dr Gregory Brown of the Royal... Because everyone's getting their knickers in a twist about this moon. It's a a supermoon, blue moon. Right, so blue moon is just a, the second full moon in a calendar month. Okay, so what? What is, what is special about that? And the last one was two years ago, right? Yeah. Um, Dr. Gregory Brown of the Royal Observatory, Greenwich, said it will be high in the sky from about seven p.m. and will be at its highest and thus best around um, twelve forty. Will be, be well, literally twenty-four hours and five minutes. There is also set to be an amazing total lunar eclipse, but experts say it will not be visible from the UK. Oh, well, um, I hope everyone else enjoys that. What a load of old... Everyone's getting a... You wait, tomorrow it's going to be full of um, uh, guests talking about super blue moons. Yeah. I mean, like we're the sort of people who go and stand in fields and point at planes. <laughs> it's just the moon. Good evening, Line One. You're on the wireless. EastEnders love theme.
Thank you for that caller. Um, it's a great piece of music. It's, I mean, it's a great piece of music, and it's great because it's iconic. Everyone knows it. You can whistle it. Um, you, 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 within minutes of being sat at a piano, you can work out how to play it. Everyone goes and plays it. used to be Axel F when I was a kid. Yes. Um, but now it's everyone sits at the piano, and everyone could, you go, oh, it's just this... It's just that run of notes. Whenever I've seen um, EastEnders recently, though, there's been a real shortage of the EastEnders love theme. Yeah, well, there's no love in it. No, it's all kicking, kicking off miserable place but um it's a it, it's a great bit of music and i would put it up there with i used to have um i don't think i've got it um it's a great tv thing it's a great tv thing you can't you can't argue with the east enders thing and the love thing it's all. up there with coronation street I would say it's better than Coronation Street nah. thing. I would say it's a little bit better because I don't like i never liked well partly because the coronation street thing when i was a kid meant bed so I've got that association. That's what it is. It means bed. And and I don't... That old-timey Hovis the brass, brass band. band thing, yeah. You know why, it's, though. It's very melancholy. Yeah. Makes me sad. Makes me sad. Oh, does it? Yeah, it does. It does. Um, line one, you're on the wireless. Hi, mate. It's Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Hello. Hello, Jamie. Oh, you, you can hear me now. Yeah. Um, I phoned up a couple of nights ago... Um, I was talking about Jumanzi and you know, the Temperance movement and stuff like that. Oh yeah, okay. I was just, I was just wondering whether you you, you listened to it. Listen to what? The uh, Temperance movement. Oh, was it the a band? band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Temperance um, movement. No, I'm going to listen to it now. What? Right, hang on a minute. We're going to listen to it now. Hang on. Uh, right. The t- my only friend. That's it. It's a tune. Oh, didn't we listen to it? And my, I don't know. I don't my think so. Only friend. Right. Okay. No, we did. Uh, all right. Um, here we go. Okay, all right, let's have a listen. Here we go. This is. Sorry, bro. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on. Have a listen. Whoa! I, I like that. That is a spunky uh, little guitar riff, it, isn't it? It's it a tune, mate. It's a tune. This is spunky. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to say, I like the first 18 seconds. This is putting, um, Jamie, this is putting a lot of pressure on the vocalist. The mate, vocalist it's good, is... Mate. Right. It's good. The, the vocalist is make or break at the moment. If It, it, it could go either way, right? Because I like that. Mate. You ready? You will like it. Let's see. Oh, he's teasing us, isn't he? He's teasing us, the singer. <laughs> you like it, mate. You see, you see if we like it, because there's a lot of pressure. I love that. I love the interplay of the guitars. Yeah. If the vocalist ain't up to scratch, Jamie, then it's... It, it, You'll love it, mate. I'm, I'm not going to swivel on it. Let's see. On my chair, like the voice is what I was going to say. <laughs> OK, oh. right. Um, uh, um, <clears throat> he's gone for the... No. Um, He's gone for the kind of Southern Delta blues. It's a pass from me, Jamie, but thanks for calling. No, oh, sorry, bro. No worries, mate. Thank you a lot. Uh, thanks a lot. I liked it up until then. I liked it up until then. Um... 
last 15 minutes of the show. Paul Ross is on at one o'clock. James Max will be on at five. But there's still time for you to call up straight to air here. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. I saw picture of a video of Howard Hughes for the first time ever today. Nothing like I imagined. What did you think he'd look like? Um, I thought he'd look older. Mm. I thought he'd look um, more serious. He looks like a lot of fun. Um, I Now I've seen him, I can't unsee him. He looks like a cool DJ. He's sort of sandy hair. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a fun guy, you know. And I love, I love Howard's show. Honestly, Sunday night, Sunday nights are great, right? And I don't think they get the attention they deserve. Seven till ten, you got Bob Mills just chatting to comedians, and it's brilliant, and it's quite geeky. And then ten o'clock, you got Howard Hughes talking to fruitcakes, and it's wonderful. I love, um, I, and I'm normally knackered on a Sunday night, so I, I tend to fall asleep during Howard's show. But what a great way to drift on! Some, sometimes his. His conversations will uh, infiltrate my dreams, which is which is great. But it looks absolutely nothing like I don't. When I listen to people on the radio, I don't Google them. Mm. I don't want to know what they look like because uh, I want you know my my imagination to run riot. Missed it this weekend because we were in Ireland and we were we were busy. We were on stage. But um, last weekend it was great. Just as I was drifting off, it yeah. kind of kicked off a bit. He had this really. Sometimes he gets these people on for an interview. And they generally Americans that do this. Yeah, they get really annoyed when he starts to question them because they've obviously had this hobby horse for a yeah. certain amount. I say hobby horse, that's very disrespectful. They've been writing about this stuff for years and years, and they're not used to people questioning or challenging in even the most charming. I mean, because Howard doesn't go in really tough with people very often, does he? No. But even the most quiet, gentle. Prodding from uh, this guy went nuts. He was like, "We obviously haven't read my work." Oh, this guy was talking out of his ass as well. Yep. Um, line three, you're on the wireless. Okay. Um, line four, you're on the wireless. Yes. Hello. Zemmerdale Farm. Yeah. Line five, you're on the wireless. Brookside. Okay, right. Okay. Quiet Brookside. Quiet Brookside. Quiet Brookside. <laughs> quiet Brookside. But, sir, I said quiet. Over, over 50,000 views of um, Joel Domit reading filth from his teenage well, diary. It just goes to show, doesn't it? Just goes to show. That's how- what appeals. That's what the kids. Um, that's what the kids want. All the lads are cheering. Get the flipping beers in. Um, mm. Oh, I tell you, here is a good one. This is, I like this. This is. Um, there's not enough niceness. Nice. Oh, let me just get this, and then we'll take this. It's a nice story. Hello, line four. Hello, Ian. It's Dave. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Dave. What you got for us, Dave? Um, I've got. Um, I've been watching a TV program based on a heinous crime that you were a victim of. Oh, sorry. What's going on there? Ah, my headphones fell out of my computer. So, right. So, hang on. Say that again. You've been watching what? I've been watching one of these sort of um, true crime programs about heinous crime that you were a victim of. Oh yeah, go on. What? What? Uh, what? It's, 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 
it's called American Vandal, and it's set up like a, one of these sort of to-catch-a-murderer type things. It's over eight series, and, and it, the whole premise is that someone has drawn peni on some cars oh. in the school parking lot. Mate, this is the one of the this is one of the worst experiences of my life. Knobgate. Yeah, and we 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 had to bring the show to a to a halt. We did, well, refused to start the show. I heard so, it. Yeah. The thing is, it, it felt it. like some people felt it was self indulgent, but if it's happening to Ian, odds are it's happening to Joe Bloggs too. And so you know, I you were using no, your voice. No, weren't no, you? I didn't care about Joe Bloggs. I was annoyed that someone had drawn a, a, a dick on my polo. In the dirt. Well, there was 20, 27 of them done to these teachers' cars in America. Yep, yep. Well, it's, it's, uh, but it's, it's 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 actually it's actually a comedy program. It's it's, it's very. Well, there's nothing funny, funny about that. Yeah. No, it's an epidemic. Um, I like this. This is such a lovely story. More than thirty-five years on, they are clearly no longer the young ones. It's all been written with a tone. Now everyone's done the done the tone. Indeed, Nigel Planer and Adrian Edmondson are barely recognisable as the long-haired, paranoid hippie Neil and spiky-haired, violence-loving punk Vivian they played in the anarchic, groundbreaking BBC sitcom. Objection. Yep. It's not because they're old, it's because they were wearing costumes. Yep, yep, yep. The pair... I wish I'd seen this. The pair were reunited on stage on Sunday night for the Slapstick Festival at Bristol Old Vic. Um, however, they were not there to celebrate the young ones. A comedy about four students um, sharing a squalid house that ran from ran from nineteen eighty two to nineteen eighty four, and also featured Rick Mail as Rick and Christopher Ryan as Mike. Oh, that sentence. Sh- oh, okay. Although the show propelled them to fame, Edmondson sixty one and Plainer sixty four reminisced instead about another project from the nineteen eighties, the spoof heavy metal rock band Bad News. Formed as part of the comic strip presents series on Channel Four. They also starred Male, who died in twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen, four years ago. <gasps> wow, that in long! In it, um, I bet that's nice. I, I bet that was. I bet that was a thoroughly enjoyable evening. I loved the young ones. I saw. I told you, I, was, I saw the young ones live when I was eleven, ten, and it was the filthiest, filthiest show ever. My mum bought tickets to the fulcrum in Slough and said, "Is it all right? Be all right, bring kids." Oh yeah, it'd be fine, bring kids. <laughs> <laughs> and we cut, I think we cut, the first the first act is, is was um, Rick Mail with his Willie out, but um, B this B this S S this F this and, and my my mum kind of looked at my dad and they went we're here now we might as well <laughs> stay and it was great and also I've been on the set of the young ones because my dad used to work at BBC and I remember going there one day and it was a bit boring really and we, I remember you saw the Tardis uh, the inside and the out and you walked through the props department and all the um, play school toys would be like in a cage. They're in like a props cage or squash. For everyone up. else's safety. Yeah, and um, uh, then we just would walk through the studios and see what shows were were set up. And I was I, I was in the young ones flat. God, I wish I had a picture of that. The oh, props department yeah. was that that like big shed thing. Sorry. I went in one once. I got sent to it when I was working on a different show, and yeah. it was like had the Tardis in. It was like a big ware- stock warehouse. Well, sort it was of thing. at the time. It was um, it was a television centre, yeah. and it was like the whole. It was just this sort of um, cavernous, uh, sort of warehouse yeah. type thing at the back of the BBC, and there were cages full of props, and you'd walk past and you'd see, like you would see the the play school toys in the cage, and mm-hmm. you'd see, um, you know, the, some uniforms, not uniforms because that was was would be in order, but you'd see stuff from Grange. You'd see all this stuff there, and my dad was in charge of all of that. Wow. Know. He got, I've been he, in there. He got he got, he, he got the boot for nicking loads of it as well. If I'm honest, that's he lost his job. Those were the days, you know. I never forget one day. Um, 
I, I wanted a BMX. I wasn't allowed a BMX, but one, one day he rocked up with a grifter. And um, he said, right, I'll tell you where this grifter's from. I was te- Again, I was 10. I said, but you can't tell anyone. Tell that to a 10-year-old. And basically, it was... Um, it was one of the. It belonged to one of the kids on Grange Hill. It was. Um, it wasn't Roland's. It was anyway. It was. It was. And you watched Grange Hill, and there was my. There was my grifter. Of course, I told everybody about. it. Of course, it. you did. And the best one, the best one, and I've got a picture of it, which I find from time to time. So we lived on this council estate, and we had this lock-up garage round the corner. And one day, he said to my sister, and I must have been. Um, I must have been six or seven, and she was nine or ten, and. Um, he said, "Come round to the come round to the garage. I've got something to show you." I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." So we, we got to walk round to the garage, and he opened it. He had a Dalek in there. He'd nicked a Dalek for the week, and he, we were uh, and he, uh, and we, we would sit inside this Dalek, and he would push us around the Britwell Estate in Slough in <laughs> a flipping Dalek. Unbelievable! And then he uh, it was that we got taken to the school and was stuff like that. But it, how, how did you how do you steal a Dalek? And it was he'd nicked it for the week. He took it back, obviously, but. He wasn't allowed to borrow a Dalek. He had it. Oh, man. Oh, I missed that guy. Um, let's go to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, line one. Coronation Street. I got it first. You got to say it first, though. Oh, I didn't know we were playing. Of course we were playing. That was old... That's Coron- too easy. That was old Coronation Street. That was more... Because now it's a bit more um, sort of techno, isn't it? <laughs> Techno's not, maybe not the right word, but... Hello, line two. End of monkey. Yeah? End of monkey. End of monkey, Gandara. Okay, right, fine. Line three, you're on the wireless. Right, the extenders, but... Oh, I thought that was my mum locked in a cupboard. <laughs> what did your mum and dad get up to? Well, there's no kids in the house anymore. They can do what they want. Oh, well, they can do what they want. They can do what they want. Good for them. I've got a key to their house, but I always knock very, very loudly before I use well, it. Well, if they're playing Abbey Road by the Beatles... Oh, God. ..then you know that, um... They're feeling sexy! The thing is, they've had kids in the house. You know, they got married at 21. They were kids in the house. Let, let them have it off now, in peace. They could do what they want. Let them, let them do all kinds of things that they never dared do before. Oh, God, they did. That's the problem. Oh. Anyway. Wowzers. Um, we've got another four minutes. It's the slow. Sh- the show slowly kind of winds. It's very warm in here. It's, it's boiling in here. Uh, line two, you're on the wireless. Emmerdale. Okay. Line. Th- I'm going to say peak practice. I don't know, Freshfields. Do you remember when Freshfields went to France and became Frenchfields? Frenchfields. I had to. Anton Rogers and Julia McKenzie. Hey, there's the... There we go. There we go. My sister's... I'm, I'm younger than six. Look at the look of content. My sister's just tweeted it. I'll tweet that again. Thank you, Joe. Um, I've got that original somewhere. Look at that. That's Are you a, being impaled by that, darling? It looks there. like it, doesn't it? What you, if you click on that picture, look at the size of my flares. Look at that. Oh, that's I love that picture. Um, 
God, I look like my eldest there. You do, I? you do. Um, I remember that top as well. Same I've got build. to be, I've got to be five there, so Joe would be eight. And the look of contempt she's giving me, and that's Emma she's holding there. I think the do- dolly was called Emma. That's a great picture. That is a great picture. I love that. Um, let's go to line six. You're on the wireless. Yeah, if he wants to come in, Paul's welcome to come if he wants to. Brita, Brita, no. Brita. What's that? That's not Take the High Road, is it? It's the Horse Vessel song, is it, from 1932? What that is? It's a theme tune. It's not Family at War, is it? Paul Ross, this is the only time I've ever seen you stumped with a bit of TV. Triv. Triv. What's going on? These late nights are getting to you. They're getting to me already, yes. Um, let's go to one more. Then. What is that? It's one of those East European kind of children's things, is it? That might, be, ta- of... that might be Tanko. I don't know. <laughs> no, surely uh, not. <laughs> what's on your show tonight, Paul? We have an amazing boffin on tonight. Yeah, I've done on. the already. Tonight is the night in America, Australia, of the super... Blood blue moon. So what now? What is this? Because we've just been reading about that, and I don't. Everyone's got, got a little. It's, it's a melon twist in America, as I understand it. And you can hear the interview in the next half hour or so. Yeah. Um, there's a, a, a lunar eclipse, so the Earth's shadow is on the moon, right? And it's closer in its slightly elliptical orbit, and it's a kind of blue moon because it's very full as well. So but it's all three. Not, but we're not getting the we're not getting the eclipse here, are no, we? No, we're getting two out of three and bad like meatloaf. We're yeah. getting the blue blood moon. We're not getting the super blue blood moon. Right. And what's great is in America. It's not been seen since the American Civil War. Hey, okay, now that's more exciting because the moon that we're getting, I was just reading about it and it said, and this hasn't happened in the UK for two and a half years. Well, that's kind of hard. Yeah, but once 17... in a blue moon means twice a month. No, hang on, yep. when was the American Civil War? 1776 was the War of Independence. 1866, okay. this was happened. So, and the, Gettysburg, the Battle of Gettysburg was 1865. So it was when the American Civil War was on and it was widely regarded yeah. at the time, particularly in the South, as marking the end of days. Wow. They thought, that's it. There's going to be no movies, no TV, no radio. This is it. Because we've had fights to keep slavery, the end of the world is nigh. We've got literally 50 seconds, but Kath told me a, a thing the other day that, um, like, you know cowboys in India? Like, cowboys. Oh, yes. yeah. Right. Like the Wild West. The Wild West. That was only like 20 years yeah, that yeah. that existed. Yeah, and the whole thing of the Pony Express, of course, as soon as the railway turned up, the telegraph, Yeah. but it cast such a shadow over the whole of the globe when you think about it, the, the impact of it. Because yeah. they used to say, didn't they, uh, no law west of the Rockies, no God west of the Picos, because yeah. they simply didn't know it was there. There was a theory at one time that it went all the way across the Pacific to China. There was a <laughs> land bridge. Can you imagine <laughs> that? They just didn't know. Paul Ross is on... Uh, I always get confused. It's like Monday to Friday, but it's Sunday... It's very early as of Monday uh, morning. Monday it's early as, I get confused. I, was, I woke up this morning and thought it was Thursday. Man alive, tell me about it. Uh, he's on after the news. Uh, James Max will be on at five o'clock. We shall be back tonight at ten, dear listener. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Sam. Um, don't forget to download the podcasts and all of that nonsense. Until then, from us, ta-ta!